Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up? Nothing. So we're starting the show. <laughs> you say you're nothing? I said, no, that, this is literally how the show's starting. I, I was going to pause this for the intro, and then the phone rang, and I couldn't control it. And I was like, all right, I guess we're starting this way. We'll do it live. We're live right now on Russellcast Radio Style Media in the house. Is that what you're saying, or am I live for no reason right now? No, no, we're live. We're gonna to go to an intro, so I can I can go get something from the fridge. <laughs> I just wanted to give a little teaser audio. Damn. Right. We'll be right back, guys. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the tribal nation's business. Travel Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses. All night long, because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to a lawyer has a lot of bad habits, but only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in a full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. My dad. What we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And the key if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. Woo! This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with, with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for money in the bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sammy on one side, the other side, and the center of it says, Sammy Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. 
little throwback for you there. I, I didn't mean to hit that button, but we'll take it. Alex, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was like, ooh, this Holy is Holy shit, I'm on time. We're having old sounders. It's been like eight months. <laughs> it's good to be back. Boy, howdy. I, uh, I made a, uh, a 50% uh, stake in WrestleCast because that's what I have. Uh, decision. So, therefore, it can be vetoed because, uh, you know, there's only two of us and it's 50-50. So, it has to be unimus. <laughs> if you notice, I left uh, the G1 out of our uh, intro, out of our, our description. I am. I will say, Ryan, I'm very happy. Uh, that's the best intro I've read in a long time, so I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I actually wrote one, too, by the way. I know. <laughs> I put it on Facebook I and I tagged you as the buff guy. I said, What's "Get that? house like I tagged you in the get house like Alex part and still attach you I to did, it." I did see that. I, I uh, did see that. I can't wait till you see me in person. Yeah, uh, you're you're uh you look like a a, a truck from. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's Instagram. fun. It's fun, huh? You should start an Instagram now. Get all them simps. A sexagram? I'll do that. <laughs> And then, and then you could just like post all your house pictures on there, and then you can get like free supplements from like people like, oh, we'd love to post your picture. And then, you're like, and then I'd say, stuff. give us the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fly us to Nashville for the Ric Flair retirement show. Oh shit! You're on Twitch. You're doing it live. I'm not doing it live. Oh, it says you 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 posted Twitch. So I was like, whoa. Oh, I said make sure to follow over it there for more content. Oh, for for a pro wrestling <laughs> summit every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Summer Games Volume 24 coming at you tomorrow. <laughs> Holy or, shit! Or is it the uh, is it the M3? Uh, it is it is the uh, the third week of the Royal Rose Festival 2022. Oh, Royal Rose, that's right. Get it, ladies. Get with, it. Uh, with uh, this this week, um, if if I look at the run sheet, should should be pretty interesting. Uh, psych. Apparently, the run sheet's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we have uh, uh, Azumi, who I believe is still undefeated, uh, taking on the other undefeated uh, Miley Iwatani. Uh, Tekla is is still undefeated, okay. I believe, as well, uh, as she comes in and takes on Jamie Hader. Uh, Sukasa Fujimoto takes on Tam Nakano. Uh, then we have Akane Fujita taking on Rika Tatsumi. Uh, we okay. also have Miyuka Takase and Awesome Kong, who is making her final run. And then we also have, uh, finally, Arisa Nakajima and Jordan Grace. Oh, is she going to be touting, um, I, I don't know, any isms during this uh, tournament? Uh, I don't know, but she better get Jonathan Gresham's wrestling ability because I don't think she's won one match yet. Damn. I don't think Jonathan Gresham's won one match since he's been under the <laughs> Tony Khan umbrella. <laughs> Do you think that he quit before the show and still did it? Because everybody says that, that they had the altercation and he, he asked to be released or whatever after the after the match was over, after the show was over. But then yeah. there was also something Tony Khan or somebody said that they were really, really happy with how professional he was in doing the match, even though we knew what was happening. So it's almost like I've heard both sides. I would say he probably 
quit during that cult thing tirade, uh, allegedly, uh, that happened um, prior, I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I don't think if Claudio or if he quit, Claudio was, was going to win. You don't think so? What's the whole point? That I think Claudio was going to win. I think they were going to do something else like the, that's rumored. Um, with Jonathan Gresham with the Tony Bl- I don't know. That whole thing is a cluster. I don't even know the guy, Prince Hakeem or Prince Hakeem. Oh, Prince Hakeem. Prince no Dada. idea who that is. He's, he is a real he's Ugandan prince. He's an OG, right? He's, yeah, he's a real Ugandan prince. Like, that's a shoot. And he oh. came over to America <laughs> because he wanted to be a wrestler. And he was just great on the mic, and he started the embassy. And uh, Jimmy, he was the one who was pushing Jimmy Rave when everyone thought Jimmy Rave was going to win the Ring of Honor World title. Uh, when he, and he, like, sold the Styles Clash and all that. And then, like, Alex Shelley was in the group with them, too, at that point. And they came out to uh, Diamonds Are Forever, the Kanye West song. Oh, okay. Which was really tight. Yeah, the embassy was like a was like a legit badass stable for years. So what happened? I, what did you hear about this Tully thing now? Because I was so confused. no, he was just uh, dipped out, and then he's uh, basically donezo. That's why Brian Cage was like, "Oh, here today, gone tomorrow." Yeah, I saw this shirt thing. So what is this thing about the the Gresham? Then are you just talking about how Tully quit, and then he just said, "Screw it." Yeah, I don't think that's the reason why Gresham got upset. I mean, apparently it's lack of communication and everything and whatnot. But, um, no, Tully, I, I don't know what happened there. I mean, granted, I don't think he was utilized very well probably since the first two months. I mean, I think he should he could have shined, should have shined as FTR's manager. I mean, that yep. was just a damn slam dunk if there ever was one, but it just, it, it failed miserably. Obviously that's fine for FTR because they are literally the best thing in professional wrestling <laughs> right now. Sorry, Roman Reigns. Sorry, whoever, John Moxley, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Blanchard was probably just done being underutilized. Maybe he shows up Sunday. Maybe that's the reason why. Maybe he wanted to work for that. I know there's some politicking apparently yep, going on that. with the Ric Flair uh, you know, final match there this Sunday in Nashville. So, I mean, maybe he wanted to be a part of it. And he, there's got to be a horseman gimmick because doesn't Arn own the rights now? So, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if Arn is out of AEW as well since Cody's not there and we haven't seen him in God knows how long. Um, maybe Brock he goes Anderson's back to- working that show too. Yeah, yeah. So, he'll be bringing out his son and, and everything there. So, him and uh, um was it Brock Anderson? Cool yep. name. Um, and uh, Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman Jr. as a team. So I think that is going to work out fantastically. Um, it's going to be – that card is gonna, amazing. Like, even weeks ago when there was, like, maybe seven matches, I was like, God damn, this this is going to kill. And then – Yeah, I can't uh, believe the card. Is Gresham – Gresham's allegedly on the show, though. I mean, he's in that fantastic four-way. Is he going to show up? I think, I think he would. Honor. Said he's done with wrestling. I don't think he would bounce out on a, on like a, an appearance like that. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess you never know. You really I mean, why know? wouldn't you be in a match with uh, Takeshita, Allen Angels, or Angles? Sorry. Uh, Nick Wayne, the Phenom, yep. and then Jonathan Gresham in a four quarters match. Sign me the F up. Yeah, that that is. And 
and um, uh, what else? His wife's working the show. True, true. Yeah, she's in that three-way with uh, Deanna Parazzo, Rachel Ellerling. So, some interesting. I mean, again, these matches. The only, I don't, I don't know if there's really a bad one on there. I mean, the Bunkhouse Battle Royal. I mean, it'll probably just be a bunch of GCW talent, but that's fine. Um, the so world will see Jacob Pot too, and Josh Alexander just beat the shit out of each other until death. I'm looking at this this final card, and I don't see that four-way with Takeshita and them on it. Okay, okay. I just um, saw, like, uh, well, I was sent this on Tuesday, and I swear I saw it still on there, like, yes, yeah, yes, like because the, they with the pictures and what? Like, yeah, it was like a, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still, like, I mean, what do they just use, like, Takeshita and them in the Battle Royal? I mean, that would be fine, but, fuck, man, Takeshita and Nick Wayne in a match? <laughs> and Gresham, I mean, at least someone will be on his level. Uh, I didn't, I'm, hmm, I'm I didn't realize the uh, the shortism that Gresham had until I saw the match with Claudio um, at Death Before Dishonor on Saturday. Uh, I never realized, I mean, again, I don't know if it's the camera angles, I don't know if it was the New Japan stuff or progress or whatnot, um, and their cameras were just great, but Watching that match, man, I was like, holy shit, there's no way in hell he's going to win this. <laughs> Even before I blew up and everything like that. Um, granted, I didn't expect the match to be like 13 minutes long, which was really random to me. Um, but I guess, you know, if, if it's going to blow up prior, you know, <laughs> you're going to cut it a little bit short just in case. But, uh, yeah, I mean. To, what else do we, I'm trying to see if I can find an actual – like I'm on, I'm on the Stark. By the way, have you, I, you know, I guess it's basically this says this kind of. I, I guess we start here. We go. Do we just go? We go to this player show. Let's, let's do it. We're doing um, it live, man. We're doing it live. <laughs> um, those the buildup that they've been showing on fight the promos between yeah. Flair and then like when they did the thing where they showed. Jump. Yeah, and then. And then uh, he talks about how he's bringing family with, and that's how Andrade gets involved. And then, like, you know, Lethal, do they have those, like, two-minute short ones where, like, Lethal's with Jarrett and Lethal's just talking? Like, the promos that they have been doing to build to this match have turned a lot of people that I know that were like, I want nothing to do with this to, oh, my God, I have to watch this match, even though I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the build has been incredible to this. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've seen only the, the one where he was getting beat up in the parking lot with Jeff Jarrett, um, was it like three or four of longer ones, but um, I yeah, I mean, I was a little like miffed at kind of that match, that was kind of the least one, uh, but after seeing him just, you know, gig himself out like he was John Moxley on a uh, Dynamite episode, um, I was all like, alright man, Hard way. it's going to be pretty Hard way, Jeff. When he's hitting him with the shoe, he's like, hard way, Jeff. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing... Isn't it crazy please. that Jeff Jarrett was fired after WCW was bought out on live television by Vince McMahon and now Jeff Jarrett is one of the head positions in Vince McMahon's company that Vince McMahon is not even a part of? Think about that, by the way. Look, what, what did I always say about, about him? Eat your vegetables. He's the luckiest man in the world. He always figures out a way oh, yeah. to win. He never, 
So th- this was any great. So for those attending Ric Flair's last match on Sunday, please note of uh, the prohibited items at the auditorium. No weapons of any kind, no chains or wallet chains, no knives or sharp out of items, no fireworks, laser pointers, backpacks, baby packs, <laughs> camelbacks, strollers, car seats, can bottles, glow stick, toy balls, hula hoops, drones, <laughs> balloons. Hula hoops. <laughs> no signs larger than a standard poster board. No crude or vulgar language is allowed. Ooh, that's so. Just, uh... Now this Wait, that's is stupid. Yeah, I want to put I want to put something like Jared sucks balls. But they, damn, Whoa. Jared looks old Flair on this poster. Um, so this is uh, eleven hours. Yeah, ago. that's definitely a stock photo of Jared. Oh, that's probably a new Jared photo. Um, the it's New Japan match is different from the picture I have from the uh, the Starcast site. Ren Narita and Yuya Yamura was the one I have. But on the StarCast side, it's showing Clark Connors v. Ren Narita. Hmm. So, so are you on the StarCast page? Yep, I'm on that and then a picture that uh, that I was sent a couple days ago. Oh, yeah, so the we second were... match, on the, so if you scroll down and it says the card, it shows Ric Flair and Andrade against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Then when you scroll down, the second thing they show is John Gresham, Nick Wayne, Alan Angles, and Kanosuke Takeshita. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, still there? Um, I'm down with that. Participants still announced Buckhouse Battle Royal. Carrie and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson against Brian Pillman Jr. Brock Anderson with Art Anderson. The American Wolves versus the Motor, Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to rock. Yeah. Wow, that's going to be fun. Because, you know, uh, not that they have a lot to prove, but what, it's been 10 years since the heydays of these teams. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna go out there and be like, you know what? Let's just do, let's just do it. <laughs> let's just fuck each other up. Like that's gonna be. Ah, oh, I might, I might have to stay until like. Yeah, I might have to stay for this show on Sunday. Yeah, we got we got, We'll have to watch it. Uh, then we got then Ray <laughs> Phoenix, Black Taurus, Laredo Kid, Bandito in a four way. Okay. Yeah. When I watched yeah. the AAA, uh, the last AAA show, I about tipped my desk over. And the only difference is this doesn't have Vicky with your boner. It. Yeah, because it was so uh, wart. H H A R D T. Wait, which wood was wart? Which wart. one? Um, Josh Alexander defends the Impact World Title against Jacob Fatu. It's gonna be so <laughs> dangerous. I feel bad for Josh Alexander's neck, but I'm I'm a guy, I didn't even know he was champ, so I'm super pumped that he is a world champion. Kudos to Josh Alexander. Everyone for years, yeah. Remember when, um, yeah, I, hey, I had him, I, I can't remember if you did, but I remember I had him, I think like seventh yeah. last year, rest of the year. Yeah. Um, I remember too when AEW signed Ethan Page with the thought that they were going to get the North and then Josh Alexander stayed. Damn. And they shot on Ethan Page on like Randy Rose's last promo. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I do now. That's funny. Um, do you think Josh Alexander would have made a... Josh Alexander... <laughs> Do you think he uh, would have made a no pun intended impact if he would have signed and became all elite? I, I'm sure he would have. I uh, I'm glad he stayed impact. Impact they they've had some really good shows. 
Like, I've enjoyed everything I've watched of theirs lately. Their big shows are always usually good. They're, I'm always like, huh, that was amazing. And then I forget they're on Twitch on Thursdays, like right now. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a reason why they have stayed in business so well is, you know, they keep finding ways to stay stay alive. But they they produce good stuff. And they have their loyal Go fans. Over it. They'll always be there. Yeah. Um, we got Jordan Grace, Deanna Perazzo, and Rachel Ellering, which we mentioned earlier. Ooh. Uh, Killer Cross versus Harry Smith. That could be fun. That, yeah. That's going to be brutal more than and fun. Then, oh, yep. Clark brutal Connors in a good way. Arena. You're right. You, 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 Huh. Interesting. And then I Remember we the, saw uh, Clark Connors uh, murder Miro through a table? <laughs> Remember when Clark Connors did 17 high cross bodies? Yeah. Yeah, guys, we were at Forbidden Door. That was that was a cool show. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that either. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was It was a great experience. I, I um, and then, and then uh, Von Erichs Briscoes. That should be fun. Von Erichs are going to get killed, but that's okay. Um, I don't know, man. I I think that's they're they're gonna they're gonna sell for the Von Erichs a for the historicalness. Yeah. And B, just because they're the Briscoes. Yeah, and they proved no... on Saturday why they are signed to a, pretty sure, a lifelong contract with ROH, whatever that means, whenever they get TV or whatnot. But, um, gosh, yeah, they, they're they proving why they are top five dead or alive, as their shirts say. They're, they're just so, so good. Chicken bombers. If I can, new names set for the, uh, the Bunkhouse Battle Royal. Are they names on there? Try, yeah, I'm trying to do some digging. Um, GCW. In an update. Ooh. Uh, let's see. New participants in the Crockett. Blah, blah, blah. Extremely announced that Bully Ray, James Storm, Crimson. Ick. I Ew. hate Crimson. And uh, RSP, Ricky Shane Page, will be in it. Um, Bully Ray will <laughs> be representing GCW, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ricky Shane Page were representing Progress since um, 440 uh, all left. Yeah, they left GCW like six, seven months ago. Why did they go across the pond? I don't know. They still, I think, I know they're still working on other stuff too. But like, I know. Uh, like a legit, like, shoot? They were just like, F this company? Or just like, we've done it all. Let's, you well, know, explore. They, I think they just left, and then Atticus Kolgar stayed, and then Kolgar got into it with Brett Lauderdale, and then Kolgar like told him to like go fuck himself, and he said he's a he's a carny bitch and all this stuff, and so Kolgar really was laying it into him, and that was when Kolgar was in those main event feuds with Jordan Oliver, and yep. um, wrestling like Alex Colon and stuff. So like that surprised me because they were using Kolgar a lot. Well, but he's been utilized on the deathmatch scene for a while, you know, even outside of there. Yeah. I mean, with a couple of years. So, I mean, good good for him. But, I mean, it's that's crazy. I mean, they, they were definitely some staples. But, I mean, GCW, they kind of got the band back together after all those NXT releases last year. So yeah. I mean. um, it says that uh, in an update, Bully Ray will be representing ECW, while James Storm represents Impact Wrestling. Crimson is representing the NWA and Page representing Progress. The following names have also been announced. Commander from AAA, Sin Bodie from FSW, wow. Big Demo from Progress, Crowbar right. from Black Label Pro, and Brian Myers from Impact. 
That's it, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's actually, like, minus, like, one dude. I mean, I don't know how Crowbar is or what he's been Literally up to. receive a bronze wow. and belt Kizarni. buckle. What's that? Kizarni. And the, the winner of the match will receive a bronze cowboy boot and a belt buckle, a tribute to Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, yeah. Um, who created the match. So is, is Triple H going to give, give it out? <sighs> Do you see Ric Flair was asking uh, Vince to come? No. Did he tweet at him? Yeah, he said he said it on his podcast yesterday or today. He's like, I want I want Flair to be there. He's like, I want Flair to be at the roast and to roast me. He's like, he roasted me for half my life as it is. Why not do it for two hours? <laughs> That's gonna be horror. <laughs> um, I mean, he won't show up, but I mean, he might show up behind the scenes, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that could happen. Uh, also, I mean, they might Hero. do their plane ride from hell. I mean, Vince is a free man, literally, until he goes to jail for, you know, embezzlement, but that's a sad <laughs> point. Uh, Cal Hero Wolfie D. I didn't know he was still a thing. Former uh, member of PG-13. Mm-hmm. And Gringo Loco as well added to the Battle Royal. Gringo Loco is going to shock some people. He is damn good. <laughs> He's going to come out to Drake and start dancing like he always does. Like that. Yeah, I mean, it, look, top to bottom, if you would have told me that this is what this card was going to be, I would have laughed at you. Like, yeah. On paper, this is one of the best cards I've seen in a long time. Oh, F yeah. I mean, when I saw, I think the first couple of matches that I saw advertised was Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu, the Davy Boy uh, Killer Cross one. Uh, I want to say it was the uh, Murder City Machine Guns and the Wolves, and then the four-way AAA match, and the mm-hmm. women's match. Like It was like five matches I saw besides, like I think even before the tag match, the main event was announced, and I'm like, wait, what is this for? And then I was like, oh, this is the Conrad gimmick. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they'll be there all weekend for autographs and shit. And I'm like, that's a really good card. And then they just started filling it more in. I was like, New Japan. I was like, the Briscoes? And, you know, so I was like, holy shit, all right. Well, they're... And then the four-way um, with uh, Nick Wayne, Alan Engels, uh, Gresham and Takeshita. Takeshita, and then uh, Gresham, if he shows up. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, that's going to steal the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, Nick Wayne's going to shock some people. So, I mean, that's going to be a crazy uh, weekend. Uh, Flair, I'm sure, is going to be a ball. That would be nuts. I'm sure we could have, like, drank and partied with him if we would have went to the StarCast <laughs> like we did the first one uh, four years ago. But, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, I wouldn't spend the, what, $300 package that they're offering. But, I mean, who knows? Pretty damn tight. Yeah, it's uh, you can you can get it all on um, uh, what should we call it on Fight TV for a hundred bucks. I if you want, like a, like, oh, it was like two hundred if you got like a ring gear or some shit like that, or like a piece of the mat. It was like some crazy shit like that. Yeah, they had they had uh, oh yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah, one ninety nine. And that gets you, you said, like, ring gear or something? Yeah, it gets you something, like, of Ric Flair. Something from the plane ride from hell that almost canceled him. 
<laughs> Damn. There's um there's a lot of shit too on this. I mean, you get a black label pro show, the roast of flair, game changer, and then Father James Mitchell's Midnight Karaoke. Gross. I'm uh, good on that one. Then they're closed for SummerSlam. Then they're gonna have the Starcast Five official after party. Hmm. A Bret Hart show, a horseman. There's a new Japan show. Uh, Renee Paquette and Brian Danielson, Chris Van Vliet and Claudio. That guy sucks, Chris Van Vliet. The the major Beyond the Toy for Beyond the Mats for the major wrestling figure thing. Peyton's nice. doing wait, something. Wait, wait. So Danielson's going to be there? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing uh, Renee's uh, podcast. Interesting. That's kind of cool and random. Uh, Kevin Nash is doing doing a thing. Page is doing one. Foley has one. Matt Hardy has one, and then Gargano has one. Oh, Gargano. And then the well, pre-show for the. Would that be interesting? The uh, the pre-show for Ric Flair's last match starts at five oh five. Oh, which is down for that. Presented Wait, by Carfield. He? Do you think he will show up? Um, what was I going to say? Do you think Gargano comes back to the E now since he realizes trips can uh, run him right? Gosh. I. It's so interesting how that's, this is going to be. Like, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, in case you haven't heard, guys, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the Voodoo Kid Mafia himself, uh, no longer the head honcho on paper, um, no longer CEO, re- retiring uh, six days ago uh, on a quiet Friday afternoon, um, one of the worst <laughs> days of my life. Um, and, uh, yeah, he um, is no more. And then Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, who's rumored to be, you know, kind of pulling the puppet strings over the last couple of years, you know, not only with the financial stuff, because you can't be mad at that. He's a businessman. He's a agent, so he's shysty as hell. Fits perfectly in the wrestling world. Uh, <laughs> but they were, you know, named co-CEOs. Triple H was brought back, you know, to kind of be uh, head of talent relations to take over for uh, Johnny Ace there. So he is no more with the company, thank God. Uh, I'm sure all the women uh, side a, you know, uh, thing of relief, you know, when that news was out there. Um and, uh, yeah, just a lot of, you know, random crazy shit. And then it was uh, said over the weekend that Bruce Pritchard was going to be the head of creative, which then people were like, uh-oh. Um, and then Monday, it was clearly like, hey, Trips, it's your birthday, the same day as Alex's on Wednesday. So happy early birthday. You're also now, or you're now the head of creative. Um, so a lot of a lot of different hands in the pots, a lot of different changes of position. But I, I think so. I think that's a Steph and a Nikon move. Because if that's a Steph move, then I do believe she's actually in charge. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, if, like, you know what I mean? Like, that to me says that, okay, she, because I still thought she was a puppet. Puppet! But. Yeah, she resigned, or she was taking a indefinite leave of absence, like, <laughs> literally two months before everything hit the fan with Vince's first uh, paralegal activities came to surface yeah i mean it's i don't know like i texted the group i, I turned on raw while i was eating dinner because i needed something to put on my that's the only thing i had my dvr and montez ford got hard way and there was no gloves put on no 
panning the camera away, no throwing him to the floor, getting glued. Huh. Jay Uso just started punching him in the face, trying to open it up. Damn, they must have watched a John Moxley match. <laughs> like, that guy needs to just stop wrestling or bleeding. Uh, Brian Danielson, I fear for his health every time he steps in the ring now. I don't know what to think about Daniel Garcia anymore. I thought he was the safest, best wrestler of the, you know, the next 10 years. After last night's match, I don't know anymore. He's sliding oh, through shark dive? cages the week prior. Like, Jesus, what's happening? Are you talking about that dive? Yeah. I think that was just a goof. I don't, you do everything and anything to protect that man flying at you. Danielson <laughs> or no Danielson. Like, he was well, like, I, nope, and he's just like biffed him down. I'm like, no. I feel like Danielson is the kind of guy who says, look, when, when I do my dive, I need you to just stop me and not catch me. And I know how to properly land. Kind of like Ric Flair yeah. on, a, on a suplex. Yeah. Like, I just need you to get me up there. I will do it myself, and it's going to be weird. But, like, you look at the way he does his, the running drop kicks in the corner. He always yeah. comes in in a weird way where he knows how to land to protect himself. And I just – I wonder, because it's not the first time I've seen Danielson get muffed on a suicide dive, is if he just like, look, I need you to just stop my momentum, and I know how to land to protect myself. I don't need to be flying into the like if if you catch me we're gonna go into the guardrail that's gonna jar my neck. You see where I'm going? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't think he's he's uh, he's like somebody else on that 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 you you mentioned and I, I you know as, as we're kind of turning into this I I do got to say one last thing about the Flare show uh, that we opened yeah. with that New Japan show that's gonna be the day before. They still have front row tickets for it, which blows my mind. Did you, have you seen this card for this show? Wait, you have front row tickets for that? No, I'm sorry, I looked and you could still buy front row. What? Yeah. I know, uh, what is it, Music City Mayhem? Yeah, and so Fred Yehi, Fred Yehi's working it, which fucking rules, because I've been waiting for that guy. I have not seen Fred Yehi in a minute. That is oh. actually pretty cool. He's tagging with Shota Umino and Yuyu Yamura against Kevin Knight, Ren Narita, and the DKC. Uh, MLW National Openweight title match. Davey Richards defending against Rocky Romero. Jesus. Uh, New Japan Strong Openweight title match. Fred Rosser defending against Big Damo. Yeah, Demtris is happy. That's going to be a cool match. Okay. Uh, Hiromu versus Blake Christian. Why is that only 20 minutes? I'm confused by that. <laughs> uh, FTR and Alex Zane against Aussie Open and TJP. What? <laughs> Alex Shelley versus Kushida. Okay. That doesn't no make D- sense since they're partners. No DQ, John Moxley, and El Desperado. I saw that. I knew that was the match, um, which I'm fine with, but... Let's go back. Why is Kushida fighting Alex Shelley? Probably, I don't know. Is there a rift in the time? <laughs> like, there mechanism be. there? What, what's going on? Well, I know Kushida wants to go heel, and they're like, look, you're a junior. We're sorry. You're not big enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not trying to punish you. You go in as champion every year to the fucking dome. What more do you want? It's not like we're going to bury you. <laughs> <laughs> just your so really is him small. going heels? Is he going to be wearing a black vest instead of an Ooh, orange vest? We'll find out if he if he comes out as a heel then. Yeah, but like that's he a really good that's a really good card. 
Oh, gotcha. I, I'm oh. just missed why Blake Christian and Hiromu Takahashi is only given a 20-minute time limit, <laughs> um, as well as FTR and Alex Zane versus the United Empire. 20-minute limit. I mean, that, that's just them getting started. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Uh, speaking of Alex Zane, he uh, tweeted about the Vince thing as we're talking Vince, as you're going with Vince there. Um, Vince, Vincent, man, thank you for helping me up my rate. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember we had we had conversations. I forgot what it was. Probably when they were all like the first waiver releases, like two years ago. And you were like, "Look, they no." It was something else where it was just like, "Look, they're getting TV time exposure, so that when they do want to go work the indie thing, they're like, yeah, they pay me triple my my original quota.' Yeah, because yeah, you my... could be like SC and I, you know, on or you know, FKA, <laughs> and I'm like. I love too how uh yeah, then he could he could be the um formerly NXT's Ari Sterling. Like I would never put that shit on my on my I would give name? Gross. Yeah, he was Ari Sterling. With Vince gone, do you he uh do you think everyone's gonna get all their names back, original names, full names? I don't know, because that's still a brand thing. Like, even Walter was like, I was expecting my name to change sooner. Because huh. he's like, my real name is Walter. So it's like, obviously, they're not going to let me use it. And I guess they, he said, I probably didn't care until I came to the main roster. But because they're like, well, yeah, we were shocked you came to the, new, the main roster. He goes, I just, I outgrew NXT UK. He goes, there's just nothing left for me to do there. So I find nothing left for him to do after his third month. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm here's here's what I want to know is where do where do pushes go in this company with where it's at like what happens with theory now I think he's still the guy I mean that guy has just got crazy talent he put over the selfie gimmick which was stupid um but he made it work and um I don't think you lose I mean that guy is a too young too talented uh, he's got a look, obviously. Uh, I, I think you you still strap the rocket to him. I don't think you have him lose his money in the bank cash in. Um, I don't know if you have him cash it in on Sunday, but if he somehow beats Lashley for the US title, I mean, why not? Shake shit up. Like, you know, you, you got to do it anyways because, you know, the Mr. McMahon is gone. I mean, you got to thrust in a new era. Shock it. Do something. Unless what, they do... I, I think that's that? why they took the title off of him, too. Just so he can, you know, kind of make a rush, a run for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think you lose interest in him. Maybe you cool him off a little, but you still keep that briefcase with him. And then I don't think you need to tease that shit, like, once a month or even week by week. I think you just randomly do it at, like, Armageddon, and then you're like, "Whoa!" It's like Armageddon a and, and Roadblock, and the robot. <laughs> I Armageddon. You know, and like, what? What else? You know, does does this mean Rollins is suddenly getting pushed now hard again? Um, what what is what is what does this do for? for well, he's not there on Sunday. So I I have heard, I heard. Oh, what what did I hear? I gotta find. I don't know if I'll be able to find it because of who I heard it from. 
Um, okay. And they're not they're not like a reliable reliable, but they seem to always hear these wacky things that don't make sense, and then they happen. And I go, where do you hear that? And they go, oh, I just read it somewhere. And it, it drives me crazy. Um, I'll try to find it here, but like, um, you know, like, what do you what do you think? What you know? Do you think that's why Dolph Ziggler's suddenly working with Feely because like they're like, hey, we like Ziggler. I mean, Ziggler's always been well, not in a while, but he's always been Mister Reliable. He's your utility man, where he could slip in in the tag scene, in the mid card, or in the main event. I mean, he's been doing some fun stuff where you know, he just goes into the ring and super kicks the shit out of him. So, I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, I, I do you strap the title on him? No, but I could see him have a pretty damn good program with a Roman Reigns. Uh, I mean, even with a Lesnar, with the wrestling capabilities, I mean, the man has records out in Ohio, for God's sakes, uh, you know, wrestling-wise. So, I mean, that could be interesting. We know Brock likes, you know, depending on if he likes you or not, I'm I'm sure he he digs Ziggler. So, I mean, how could you not? So, uh, push-wise, I think they just need to do whatever they can to kind of get that next baby face. I think that's where they're screwed. I think that's where they screwed up with the Rollins and Cody thing, um, where Rollins, you know, was kind of teasing it, you know, after their uh, fantastic Hell in a Cell match. And you're just like, all right, he's going to do this, you know, post-Raw or the Raw after. And then it's like, nope. And then everything went to hell. And you're like, well, who's going to challenge? And that's why you have a Brock Lesnar come back at the end of a pay-per-view and then show up to a show and then apparently leave because Vince retired or resigned or whatever you want, kicked out, pushed out, whatever you want to say. Um, and then, you know, they threw him a Brinks truck and probably wired him $3 million and said, come back. So, um, or got Vince on the phone and Vince had to calm him down. But I think that I mean, was a lackluster shit. They, I mean, they were going to, Brian, their backup plan was Goldberg. <laughs> if you paid money to see that shit, I would... Uh, oh, I mean, I, I would pay money to see fucking WWE. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I honestly had heard it was that was a work, and they were like, we need to serve some, some buzz to try to get people to watch this show tonight. Okay. I heard, like, he had never left. <laughs> but how was that? Uh, I mean, whatever. Like, it makes sense too when he when when they were kind of making it as a thing. I was like, okay, that's a Brock thing, but what is yeah? What's blurring the lines? Yeah, it wasn't the. But and and if and if and if true, it worked. I mean, people people were talking about it, so like mm-hmm. they did it. Um, and maybe well, that's yeah. why they didn't do the whole you know Brock Lesnar let us down thing like they did with Sasha and, and Naomi. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Trinity and Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what Punk referred to him as when he called them all bootlickers. Um, bootlickers. Uh, so the the gist of it, I can't find it because I don't know where the hell he even heard it. But like I said, it's one of these random things that if it happens, I'm going to be like, I don't understand where you pull this shit out of your ass. But the reason why they they that they that Riddle's out and Triple A or Rollins isn't wrestling him is because apparently with how well Rollins got Cody over and helped Cody get over in his return, mm-hmm. they're going to do something with Rollins and the Fiend on Sunday. 
and try to get to, to be like an initial program to get him over. I think I would groan so hard because I, what yeah. happened the last time those yeah. two were in the ring together? That's what I said. Horseshit happened in the ring. It almost killed. It killed the Fiend's career. Besides Randy Orton, uh, but Seth Rollins had the whole red light gimmick. I mean, they still talk about how shitty that was. I don't know. I I, I think Wyndham needs to do something. I don't think the Fiend is it anymore. I know they invested a lot of money in, you know, not only that character in you know Wyndham Rotunda's salary. Uh, but just, you know, the overall appearance. But I, I think you've got to do something else. Does he what come back is, with I'm Edge? Sure. Huh? Does he come back with Edge? He's like his acolyte? I mean, that'd be fine. Like They do the like Ed- a new brood type of thing. I mean, those vignettes, very Wyatt-like. But also, I you know, when the people that were showing, I was like, oh, is that Edge? Is he gonna, you know, come back as you know they don't you don't know me type of bullshit? But <laughs> well, you know, Andrew's cool. gotta sit on these fucking stools and give these horrific diatribe promos with blue lights and oh god, like he thinks he, he, he it's right. almost like too perfect to put those two yeah. together. It's like equally as boring but supernatural together, and the fans would love it for some reason. Hmm. I, I still think otherwise he should, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I I, I just have a weird feeling something's going to happen on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where I have to watch. Like, that's why I'm like, hell yeah, come on up. Let's watch it live. I'm willing to. Because normally, yeah. you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. You, yeah. They, they, and I, I feel the same way. I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to be doing something Interesting. I hope it's not Dominic Mysterio turning heel. I wish it was. <laughs> you know, I don't not know. Not if turn heel on the 20th anniversary of Monday. That would have been dope. That's how you put it for yourself. You kill your dad's celebration. So, somebody said they think um, Naomi shows up and goes with the bloodline. I've heard that as a return. Okay, I'm fine with that. It helps. Uh, and what is she going to do though? In what like in the tag match? Like she she would cost well, the she she'd help them beat the Street Profits. Then that could set up Bianca when she retains over Becky because they're not going to have Becky beat her two years in a row at the same event. I hope not. Even though we've seen them intertwine what five times since WrestleMania, <laughs> since Bianca yeah. beat her, um, you know. So to me, it's it lost its luster. But again, it's just not building your your talent. And if Liv Morgan lasts more than three minutes with Ronda oh, Rousey and beats her, I mean, if I'm Ronda Rousey, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. No more. I, I love. You're gonna go to fucking are, Bellator or some shit. People are like, man, they made a star. They they did not make a star. They just had somebody who like stands on Twitter like it's not a star. Just because she won a title doesn't mean she's a star. It's just like, pump, pump the brakes here, people. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, she's... Other, the other one I heard, not to cut you off on Liv Morgan, good. but uh, um, I've heard Edge, Bray Wyatt, and Bliss form a unit to take on the Judgment Day. Ooh. 
Okay. It does nothing I mean, for me, but I, it's the thing. The, you I mean just, the judgment thing on main event? You remember uh, that? You know that's the thing, apparently, right? Like Finn Balor, formerly known as Prince Devitt, the creator of one of the ultimate factions of the last 10 years, uh, is on main event after they did this whole spiel <laughs> with Rhea Ripley. That means Rhea Ripley's on main event. Well, it's just like I said to you when it happened. I was like, how do they take the guy who pins the other guy and kick him out for the guy who got beat and says, this is the answer to fix this faction. Like, <laughs> wait, Edge won, and you're going to kick him out for the guy he beat and say the faction's not working? Like, are yeah. you people stupid? It's just, that was the first, that was when I was like, man, Vince is getting senile now. You know, oh, I do one, huh? Oh, shit. We're going to make him say pee-pee and poo-poo. <laughs> What's crazy is like, Hell so let's no. talk Vince's legacy. I mean, what 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 is he? What ultimately scandals aside, what are three things that Vince is going to be most remembered for? He made pro wrestling a thing. I think. You mean sports mainstream. entertainment? You mean sports oh, yeah, entertainment? Sorry. sorry. Shout out to uh. No, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be a dick. Like, I mean, honestly. It, it was a thing, yeah, but I mean, in the 90s, when he tried to incorporate actual wrestling with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, even Flair during that time, it didn't take off well. And then that's when it kind of went to that sports entertainment aspect in 96. Yeah. I mean, so that's, you know, 97. He, he, he made arguably the most famous person in the world. Um, himself uh, a reason it happened in the rock yeah i mean you got a guy who could run for president who i bet you if he ran for president he'd have a shot at winning and he no. came from the wwe oh i mean I, I wouldn't say no after some of the shit i've seen with the fucking uh, they already got one hall of famer in there <laughs> true true <laughs> so forget that shit happened to us hey gas uh, is under four bucks out here so uh yeah. so bummed Three three ninety six is across the street from me. Jesus, it's cheaper there than it is out here. That's ridiculous. It, here's what's weird: is so so I turned out of the parking lot, and I got a BP and some other like ghetto bodega type uh, oh, yeah. gas station. I always stay away from them. Three ninety six at each of them, and then you take a right on Highway thirteen there, and you yep. go to your you go up a mile which is Cliff Road. And it's yep. and it's quick trip and speedway and all that. It's like four four dollars and thirty cents. So it's literally yep. like a street away. Oh. <laughs> Changes it so weird. Oh, totally. At the Fourth of July, you go like a block and it'd be like a twenty cent difference. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, I'll just wait to get gas here on the way home. <laughs> I'll go another exit. What um, is she talking about? But I mean, I, I like I, I mean, I think that's that's a big deal. Um, I mean, you know, people, the wrestlers are in movies, they're hosting Saturday Night Live, and, you know, when Mad TV was a thing, they were doing that, and, yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that wrestling, if you would have told me in 1995, would be involved in some of the things it was in, I would have told you you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's the epitome of an entrepreneur. 
I mean, he bought something. And was oh, like, Watch what I'm gonna. Like, I'll never disrespect. So he bought the company from his dad for only a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, and he might have overspent at the time because of what it was. But you know, I I, I will say this: I Vince McMahon is the most successful person to run a business without knowing how to run their business. Is the way I yeah. look at it. Because he he yeah. almost, he almost failed Stone Cold. He he was gonna fire John Cena. Um, you know, I mean, you look at you look at some of these things that that he he was smart in a way on having smart people around him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it had had Stephanie not seen John a Cena rap um, yeah. on that overseas tour when they're all drinking and stuff. John Cena would have never, we would have never had John Cena, who we could argue we we argued was the second biggest person in wrestling in the la- in the the last decade, the twenty ten to twenty nineteen. Yeah. We said he was the two or three, depending where you want to put him with Tanahashi. The only person above him was Okada. Mm-hmm. Like, we might have never had that. We might not have had his the, the, the half of the 2000s he was in. Yeah. You know, so there's so many things that he didn't do right, but he did do right. Like, he understood how to take a dollar and flip it into $100. And it's it's remarkable. Like, it's he he should. That's one thing he should do is he should write a book, like himself write a book on. This is how I became successful. Doesn't need to be about hmm. wrestling. He doesn't need to talk about. Oh, I pushed Hulk Hogan to the moon. You know, it doesn't need to do that shit. But like, no. these are things that I've done in my life that have helped me become successful. Like it's his his Happy accident. ridiculous. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, happy accident, yes, but I mean, you know, look at look at look at all the other ones that have come and gone, and look at where they are. I mean, they're the most profitable year in the history last year. Yeah, making billions with the bees, and, and that's not a coincidence that that happened. Did he create Hulk Hogan? He created Hulkamania. Yeah, but Hulk, but Hogan, Hulk Hogan was, was AWA and yeah, Gagne. He that was a Vern Gagne because he was Terry Bollea. Before oh, that. okay. Okay. I, all right. I thought he was the Hulk already. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went as Terry Bollea, and then they changed him to uh, the Hulk, because he looked like the Incredible Hulk. And then I, yeah. I don't remember where the name Hogan came from, but... Happy um, Hogan. That's, um, yeah, that's always why Vince is... Or that's always why Vern Gagne had it out So the greatest Vince. creations that Vince McMahon has, has come up with then is what? Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Undertaker. and Mr. McMahon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say Mr. McMahon and The Undertaker are the two greatest things because even he, he didn't make Hulk Hogan, he just did the red, white, and blue with them. Like, so yeah. like I I give some credit to Vern too, but yeah. mean, Undertaker and Mr. McMahon were him, and those those you get under two are the greatest. You know, you know I'm not I'm I'm terrible at this conversation because I'm not the biggest Undertaker guy, like. I understand why everyone loves him and why he's a legend and all that. He just just wasn't always for me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's one of the most iconic things ever. Well, I mean, the back half of his career. I mean, that's the thing. Like, what post? What seventeen? Because him and Kane never did it for me. I thought those were some of the shittiest matches. Yeah. Storyline-wise and match-wise, they just, from WrestleMania 15, 16, not 16, but 17 on, 
not 17 either, but like that shit just did nothing for me. Or 14, whatever the fuck. They were 20. 20, oh yeah, the the MSG show. But like Mm -hmm. 17, like the American badass stuff, like because he could be himself. He didn't have to portray, you know, a dead man, if you will. Like from 17 and 18, him and Flair was a really good Mania match. Yeah. Um, You know, and I mean, we're not going to count 19 at all because, you know, that was. (laughs) He was like, hey, I got to train this Australian dude that you'll never see again until the movie Mad Max Fury Road. How um, weird is that? That Prince Albert Big Show, Nathan Jones, and Undertaker had a match together at that yeah. WrestleMania. That's so random. Because they're trying to push uh, Nathan Jones to the moon, and he did not want to do that at all. But uh, but then you got, you know, 21, him and Orton, one of the better, you know, WrestleMania yeah. matches. Uh, you have 22, you know, the, the match with Mark Henry, eh, but still, you know, viable 15-minute match. Um, but then, you know, you got Batista, you have Edge, uh, you have Michaels and Michaels, you got Trips and Trips, you got Punk and Lesnar beating them for the streak. Like, that back half of the career is, is some of the best shit. I mean, yeah. again, back-to-back manias. Even that Edge match in Orlando is pretty fucking good. Uh, going back, him and Edge was a, a very low-key, uh, one of his best rivalries in, in, yeah. the, in the history of his career. Um, that SummerSlam match where he, like, murders him through the ring. I remember visiting, going back home, like, a year or two after I first moved to Minneapolis. Went back to Dave's, had an apartment, like, on the west side of Chicago and, like, underneath, like, an Italian beef place. So we got some food, and I got skunked, and then all of a sudden I'm like, did he just murder Edge through the fucking <laughs> ring? Like, it was so intense, and I was like, this match is insane. <laughs> Tinker, man, he, that, I don't know, he just, I don't know if he finally got it, or if he just felt like I don't have to be a restricted person and walk slow and choke and look, you know, well, I, I think it was the, the intrigue of the undefeated streak that did it. Because, like, oh, yeah. You know, when that Hell in a Cell match, when Triple H, when they hit that super kick pedigree, I'm like, oh my oh. God, he's finally going to lose. And then he kicked out. Yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, like, that's what made it so nice. And they sold me. it. Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels' face. That was some of the you best know, in the corner? that he did. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like, so that was just. You know, and him and Michaels was so good. Mm, oh, yeah. You know, and I, I think that's what, you know, a lot of it, too, was, you know, Edge was like, well, I'm undefeated, too. And, you know, so there was a lot of, a lot of good things that came with it all. And, and again, you know, that was a happy accident. It's like someone randomly was like, it might have been Howard Finkel or something, if I want to remember. There was like, oh, yeah, you're undefeated at WrestleMania. Otherwise, like, no one cares. Well, and let's, and <laughs> let's not forget, he was going to lose at eight or nine. Yeah. Nine. Think about that. This this almost never happened because Giant Gonzalez was going to win. Would that have killed his career? Oh, I, ho- I hope not. Wow, that's a crazy what if. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. It's like, <laughs> Think about that. Then they ended up just having Gonzalez lose by DQ because they didn't want Undertaker to beat him. But yeah. then they were like, this is so shitty that we're, not, we're just not even going to do this. I mean, this guy in this body. That finish changing the ring, do you think? 
No, I think they I think they changed it before the like the like, they just before. Knew. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy came on a, a bodysuit with hair body on suit. it. Yeah. I mean, that was that's really bad. But you know, I mean, it's it, look, Vince is Vince. We don't always agree with what he did, but you know, look at where, where wrestling has prospered because of him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, and and competition brought out the best of him. I mean, so you got two things. What's your third thing? Do you think that that he's will be known for per se? Gosh. It's it's hard because there's so many things, and like a lot of them, a lot of them because of just my anxiety of frustration with this company are negative. Like <laughs> this guy started the XFL because he was so hard headed he thought he could beat the NFL. Yeah, you know, like things like that, that first week. <laughs> yeah, but that but I guess I, I guess that I guess that but the, okay okay no I'm actually you know I'll, I'll use that I'll use that as a positive spin is you could not tell this guy no, and he would try to prove you wrong. Like, the yeah. determination that he would have when you do that. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, then he then he gets home and it's 2 in the morning, and he's like, oh, time to work out now. Yeah. <laughs> like, the discipline that he had was, was remarkable. He, um, I will say, uh, in my my three things that he's known for, Obviously, like you said, changing the wrestling landscape, but that also means killing the territories, killing what was viable from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, mm-hmm. mid-80s, killing it, but making WrestleMania, you know, making, you know, hey, you know what, Jim Crockett, I'm going to make SummerSlam. I'm going to do Survivor Series. I'm going to threaten the pay-per-view, you know, company or the cable company and say, if you run this, you're not going to get WrestleMania. So, I mean, that's just strategy of the businessman right there cutthroat as it is made him a billionaire um <laughs> second thing again yeah i think the creation of mr mcmahon and the undertaker i think are the biggest things but also you know some people say it was a downfall of the company uh i think going public you know becoming a public trading company in what oh four oh five oh three you know during the early uh 2000s there Again, that's when the money started rolling in. Now, the product, yeah, you know, some people might, you know, say that's when it started to become sour, but I still think that's when it, you know, again, just the business strategy, the branding and everything just started started to take off of that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being publicly traded did the opposite about our, uh, than our former employer did when they tried. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. I still reminisce about how, Aside from the the, the final boss, uh, how much I really liked that job. It was a yeah. fun job. It was a great job. Shout out to uh, Silky Smooth uh, sending me a birthday text. I was like, man, I haven't talked to you in forever. Fun fact, my sister went to his wedding. Weird. That's random. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know he was getting married or invited. And then my sister's like, yeah, I went to your friend Jordan's wedding. I was like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. He's probably listening. There's, there's the other Jordans uh, listening, too. I can see him in our car switchboard. That son of a <laughs> bitch. Um, who, uh, I watched him uh, on my start. Of, I, my God, I'm going through my last, like, shows that I've watched. 
mm-hmm. as I was preparing to work. Cause I, I almost have my mid-year awards done. There's like three things left that I need to finish before I can do it. But like, you look at my date, my dates, uh, like of shows. If Cody here, Rhodes is in, in your top three male, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I got no, uh, and I have New Japan G1 Climax 32, Pro Wrestling Go Destination, Death Support Dishonor. Then I have Stardom Flashing Champions, Stardom Golden Week Fight Tour. I have that Dragon Gate show, AW Revolution. For some reason, we got upvoted in there. And then we have Stardom Cinderella Finals, Stardom Cinderella Stage 3, Stardom Cinderella Stage 2, Stardom Cinderella Stage 1, Stardom World Climax 2022, the top, Stardom World Climax 2022, the best. And then Gleet version three first anniversary. Gleet. <laughs> cool. I I I I believe, and maybe this is a good you, you want to segue over to Kobe. Um, we found out one in the morning on Saturday, Dragon Gate tweeted that Koi, uh, Kaito Ishida has left the company. What is that about, by the way? I don't know. It's it's interesting. The the open the voice gate guys did an offense. Fantastic deep dive on his career. How he, you know, he started and like his guy, like his guy, he was always lined up with was uh, Takahiro Yamamura, and they started in September and in October they were already in Shima's over generation group. And okay. like Yamamura was always to, being groomed as the guy. Like at one point he had his Twitter profile said Shima's my second father. Like. <laughs> And he, he like never could outshine him. And then Yamamura 2018 left with all those other guys, Shima and everybody. And then that was what kind of led to Kaito Ishida starting to really come out on his own. And, you know, at one point, I mean, I remember, I remember talking to you about maybe last year it was, and I'm like, Ishida's got to, he needs to kick eights out of the group. And he needs to take yeah. over R.E.D. Like we, you know, we yeah. talked that, you know, and I don't know. I, I think there was just booking things that maybe they didn't agree on. And if you look a lot of these guys' contracts, they go Kobe World is usually what a lot of guys sign. So my guess is it's kind of like WrestleMania season where, you know, a lot of contracts are signed in August and they go like Kobe World to Kobe World. Like, you know, maybe he signed a three-year deal August 1st or something. But that would explain oh. why, you know, if he was out, they didn't have him scheduled for Kobe World, and he was just going to walk anyway because his contract was up maybe. I don't know. But the only thing that seems logical, and this is something too. Do you remember about a year ago there was a rumor that Ishida walked? Do you remember that over like last yeah. summer? And the first thing I said to you was, is I think he's going to go to great because of Shima and all, and all them. I still think, you know, having the, the Yamamura connection, that I, great just seems like the place that he goes. Oof. I don't, I mean. I mean, I'm not mad at that, but I'm also just like, come on, bro. Like, he, I don't know, but it, I, I, I think disbanding and eliminating R.E.D. was a, that, that's, it's like getting rid of the Bullet Club. It's just a, a synonymous with that company. And I get you're trying to go in another direction, but that was firing on all cylinders, Aita or no Aita, like yeah. Gen Z brats, any of that shit. It's the same group. Like if you would have got rid of, you know, everyone in R.E.D. and maybe had like one or two of the the members, you know, post Aita, 
then yeah, that makes sense. But like keeping everyone intact, you're just like, all right, you had a tune Skywalker. That's tight, but what now? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just for a different, you know, coat of paint. Yeah, it's well, that's the one thing too is, is is in a way it always was it still seemed like the same thing to begin with anyway. RED was a was the offspring of Berserk, which was Shingo's faction, which then became Antios, which then oh. when Shingo left became RED. R-E-D. So, like, okay. you know, to be fair, a lot of these factions, you know, only last a couple of years. I mean, look at look at the like the Toramon generation thing lasted a year. Um, I mean, what what was what was Natural Vibes before? They were Natural Vibes, and then they did something, and they became Natural Vibes again, didn't they? Or they were the Jimmies, and they became Natural Vibes. Jimmies, yeah. You know, like the Jimmies were around for maybe three years, four years, I think. Like a lot of these don't don't stay, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which is silly. Um, you know, I mean, if you look over the course of it, there's probably God. I bet you. I bet you there's been maybe twenty different factions since the company started. Jesus, really? Twenty. Um, uh, list of all the Dragon Gate units in the history. See if I can uh, find this Dragon Gate units. Here we go. So, starting in 2004, we had Final M2K, which was Mochizuki, Susumu, Kaness, Kanichi Arai, Second Doi, or Naruki Doi. He became, and then uh, Yamato. We had mm-hmm. Blood Generation, Crazy Max, Do Fixer, uh, the Italian Collection, Italian Connection, uh, Ayaganisu, uh, Florida Express, uh, the the Postarts, Iron Perms, Waku Waku Land, Waku Waku Fuji Land, uh, Renaissance, New Hazard, Mushozaku, I've never heard of that one. We had Muscle Outlaws. That one went for a long time. Uh, Tozawa Juku was one. Uh, what else is there? Typhoon was going for a while. God, Typhoon was sweet. Typhoon was Shima, Dragon Kid, Susumu, Ryo Saito, Anthony W. Mori, Pac, BB Hulk, and Shingo. Jesus. <laughs> then there was I, Were New they Hazard. just fans of natural disasters? <laughs> um, Deep Drunkers. Uh, we had Warriors... Warriors 5, World 1, Kamikaze, which, you know, that was where Yamato was. Um, you know, who else? This is just getting to 2010. Uh, Naruki Doi, unnamed unit. Then we had the Blood Warriors, which was right. Shima Doi, Tozawa, Naoki Tanazaki, Brody Lee, BB Hulk, T-Hawk, KZ, Yuha Nation, Gamma, Dragon Kid, Yasushi Kondo, Ryu Saito, Genki, Ricochet, and Cyber Kong. That's cool. And then that's when the Masaki Mochizuki Army and Junction, and there was one other one, they became Junction 3. It was three units that became one. I think it was World 1, Kamikaze, and the Veteran Goon, I think became Junction 3 to try to stop Blood Warriors. So like three formed into one to stop Shima. 
But then we had, I mean, there was Mad Blanky, Windows MG, yep. World One International, uh, Akatsuki, the Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy started at the end of 2012 and went till the end of 2017. They're probably the longest one, five years. We had Team Veteran huh. Returns, M2K came back, Dia Hearts, Sumo, Overgeneration, Monster Express, the Millennials. And then start of 2016 was Berserk, which was Shingo, Takashi Yoshida, Monday Ryu, T-Hawk, Brother Yashi, uh, Tanazaki, Lindemann, Yasushi Kanda, Naruki Doi, Punch Tomonaga, Yamato, Eitan, uh, Kotoka. They went till the end of 2017, which then they became Antias. It was basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. which then turned into R.E.D., they formed the exact day that Antias, they jumped Shingo and started their own thing. Hmm. Maximum was there, Natural Vibes, Over Generation, like I said, um, the Strong Machines, Mochizuki Jojo, the Dragon Gate Army, the Torban Unit. Now we're getting to, you know, time when you when you started watching, when you know, the pack time. Zebra, yep. Natural Vibes, Strong Machines, High End, Gold class, masquerade, those perils. You know, so I mean, you look at over the course of, of history, there's been so many fucking factions in this company. Hmm. And so they never seem to have have a, a crazy amount of length. Um which which ties that one of the shortest ones was uh the team Boku, if you remember them. That was uh, Bokurumo Dragon, Punch Tomonaga, yeah. Naruki Toy, and Ryo Saito. But I feel like Gold Class is going to have that same type of, uh, I don't know. Because, like, this, I think, is the other reason that, that made Kaito Ishida maybe, you know, maybe leave. Is look, at, look at the way that they've been booking these shows. So, hmm. as, I, as I said, you, you have Naruki Doi, so... He's already going to be number two because he's not going to be over Naruki Doi. Um, the unit is built around Kota Minora, who's the leader. So he's mm-hmm. already now playing number three. And then Minorita, the number four. Uh, to me, it says Minorita is kind of higher than uh, Takumi Hayo, uh, Hayakawa, for those that don't remember him. Uh, Minorita is the smaller, lighter version of Kota Minora. So now to me that says Kaito Ishida is the lowest on the totem pole in this new faction. Whoa. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Which is really messed up when you think about it. You have no idea if gold class is heel or face or what they are. Yeah. So I just, I don't know how that's going to go. What the hell are they going to do? I don't know. That's. I feel for him, but I hope he prospers. I mean, obviously everyone's like, new Japan. I don't know where he fits. I mean, Gleet, I mean, they, they have a pretty damn good, solid squad. Um, I mean, does he go be a junior in Noah? Face like Harada and like Hayato, you said, guys? Like you said, it'd be needed. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, Noah, that junior division, I mean, every time I look at results, I'm like, oh, it's the same eight people in the same match for the titles. Yeah. And then Drek gets involved with their titles. With, I mean, we love me, we love us some eight, though, but it's just, again, when you're not, and we've always said that's always been a downfall for them, you know, when you can't build anyone. 
what's the point of watching at times? Mm-hmm. Well, God, I hope Paris Del Mall is not a fucking thing after this weekend because I was so jacked, uh, you know, for this. Well, I said Aita's going to win the, the, the damn King of Gate, man. He's gonna, Summer Aita. Here we go. And then, nope, he's with Mosella, wrong guy in Kodoro Suzuki. I was like, ugh. I, I think, so we know the big two main events. We have uh, Kai defending the Open the Dreamgate title against um, Yuki Yoshioka, which, are you in agreement that if they don't push Yuki Yoshioka to the title, they failed with how then well they're going. pushing him? Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you, with, with, he's got to get that same push that, that, that they're doing with Dragon Daya. Because when uh-huh. he took off that 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 Daya Inferno mask yeah. and came out, I mean, he looks like a million bucks. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was like, that's the same dude. <laughs> like, I was really confused. I was like, wait, what? Um, no, he, he definitely is a million bucks, uh, especially to set up, you know, your night two main event. But let's be real. Guy's had a hell of a run. We, oh we've been God. shitting Ooh. on the on Ooh, the puro old ahead champion, you know, rounds. It seems like with every puro company since the pandemic, uh, you know, maybe even early. Well, 2019, you know, you, you had uh, Tanaka, uh, you know, June and um, well, you had and Kai, Kai, was, uh, Kai headlined the the cork and that me and Isaiah went to against Miyahara. 2019. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Um, so, I mean, like, with those, you know, towards the end of 2019 and the 2020, which maybe that was the reason why the pandemic started, um, you know, there they was all the old heads. And then, you know, when they had that, they're like, well, let's just keep running that. And it just seemed like a problem at times uh, where New Japan at least tried something different with Evil, but still, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I think Kai has, and Tanaka, I'm not shitting on Tanaka's title ring, uh, you know, at all on, on GDT. I thought that was, that was fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but I think Kai's in that same vein where, I mean, just putting on match after match, I mean, I mean, Genki, I mean, like you said, the, the match, uh, unfortunately I missed. Oh, him and Chicago was tremendous except for the end. I can't wait to talk about that. Like what a, oh, I'll let you finish your point, then we'll, then I'll talk about that. No, but I'm I'm just saying, like Kai. I mean, I think you're right, especially to to breathe some new life and some excitement into night two. Uh, I 100 percent agree. I think uh, you know, uh, Yushi or Yuki Yoshiyuka, uh is definitely the guy to to take the strap off of him. Um, albeit it might be only for a day. I hope not. But no, oh, maybe I not. not. I don't think you do. I don't think you do it for a day. Um, I, just, I, I think you, you run with not, Yuki Yoshioka leaving night two as champion, I think is wrong. I think it's the wrong okay. angle. It's it's like last year. But I two think, heels as your chance? Well, y- Yuki Yoshioka, he's a baby. Oh, he's a baby now? But he was yeah, all he, evil. You know, remember he went with uh, Dragon Daya and then they won the tag title? Uh, yeah, that's right. I just forget because, you know, he's so pretty. <laughs> when, he, when he took his mask off, was like, no, the only guy, he's like, you respect this. And he was beating up Kaito Ishida. Oh, um, yeah. So, like, I think I think he's your future. <laughs> you know, we we talked about it a lot when he was wearing those yellow and black 
like baggy pants when he was part of Mochizuki Dojo. Like this kid just he he feels different. Like something something about this kid's gonna be good. It's mm. he was my Hyo, how you loved Hyo Watanabe. Oh yeah. In that in that Mochizuki uh dojo. You know, we each had one guy we were like, man. And to be fair, look at Hyo's going for he's facing Daya for the Brave Gate night one. True. Sure. Very you true. know, so Hyo's finally getting that love too. And this is why you know, somebody said that this is why at the end of the day when, when somebody always talks about how, you know, oh well New Japan's the one, but you know, is it you know, DDT, are they maybe they're the are they the two or no? I think it's no or no. It's just at the end of the day, Dragon Gate's always the number two company in Japan. Have we, yeah. You know, and, and it's it's because of things like this. Like that's what you know, we we've defended that the whole time. You know, you can easily just look at the attendance and it proves that Dragon Gate outdraws everybody that's not New Japan. But yep. The product is just as good because their turnarounds. I mean, uh, apparently Kadani is pissed off at uh, Yuji Nagata. I don't know if you heard about this. No, I did he, not. He's like, how come Stardom has all these all these women that are like 19 years old that are superstars? Like, how has Utami Hayashi Shida only been in the business three years and she's a star like that? And how come Dragon Gate has all these stars? Meanwhile. We don't get a guy going for ten years. I mean, <laughs> look at look at, look at look at three K. They were they were like thirty by the time they debuted. Yeah, you know, no wonder they didn't work. Jesus Christ, <laughs> they were really that. I thought they were. I mean, again, they're youthful looks, but I mean, show show minus his what torture club or oh, torture God. ballet, whatever the shit they're called. Take that away. I mean, that guy. That guy should have been your your ace in that junior division yeah, instead of just taking Randall. Yeah. So let's see. So he he joined Chaos in 2017. So they that was they made their I think they made their return. Uh, at King of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, King of Pro Wrestling. So October. 20 October of 2017. So we basically just call it 2018 because then the you know, birth came of out. Uh, Yo's awkward dance maneuvers. <laughs> that was four years ago. Show Tanaka is 32. They didn't come back until they were in their late 20s, almost 30. Jeez. Show Tanaka debuted in November of 2012. And it took six years for them to get him on TV with the gimmick. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was a young lion. He was a young lion for four years before he went on excursion. Like, I understand trying to make these guys, you know, really, you know what I mean? Like, really, really make it count. But the excursion thing isn't, it, it's not, they, they have to adapt. And that, and that's what everyone else has been doing, minus Noah. Um, <laughs> you know, your Dragon Gate. I mean, all Japan in a way. They they kind of did with their junior division the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, their depth was always their issue. They just relied on you know three to four stars. But you know, Zeus left, and Suwama got COVID, and held the title for like eighteen months. And oh, God, you know, they you been keeping up on all Japan. Yeah, what did I say? I didn't say Japan, did I? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying, have you been keeping up, though, on All Japan? Uh, no, not at all. So now Suama, they brought back the voodoo murders? 
That that was that stable I read. Like there was like thirty three, I think, different people have been in the voodoo murders over the years. Voodoo murder, I love it. I'm gonna start watching it just so I can buy that shirt somehow. So now he and his blonde, his, his blonde streak, and his hair is red now. Whoa! Because uh, you know he's, he's evil. But uh, yeah, he he uh, like three weeks ago beat Jake Lee for the title already. There's <laughs> no faith in it. No one has faith in him because New Japan was like, we're good. Well, so the rumor is they took the title off of him because when they were really pushing for him to be in the G1, mm-hmm. they didn't want him to be champion. So kind of like Tom Waller losing to Fred Rosser, you know, New Japan doesn't want one of their champions, you know, going one in five in the G1. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were like, hey, you can use Jake Lee and we'll just take the title off him and we'll get him exposure. And they're like, no, we don't, you know, we're fine. We don't need him. Well, instead of just going, okay, well, let's just keep him as champion. They're like, nope, nope. We already told Suwama he's winning. <laughs> oh, you mean Suwama told himself that? Since he yeah, yeah. I, look, look, I, I've already figured this out. You know, this is not is my looking eight? in the mirror having that conversation. <laughs> I mean, the fans want this. Jesus Christ. I think, look, I, they want to see voodoo murders, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they want to see voodoo yeah. I want to see voodoo murders now just with that name. Shit. Jake Lee had two title defenses and, and held the title for 25 days. And then, or no, excuse me, had zero defenses. He beat Miyahara at that 50th anniversary tour. And then 25 days later, he dropped it to Suwama. Suwama now has <laughs> is on his eighth reign as a champion, and he now has three more title reigns than Miyahara, Kawada, and Masawa do. Huh? Like God bless America, Suwama in twenty 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 or twenty twenty two now is your eighth time fucking all Japan. Champion. Is that the most? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Miyahara has five, Kawada has five, and Masala have five. Swami has eight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Kensuko Bashi only has three. Just saying. But, you know, we got to get Voodoo Murders over on TV. Voodoo Murders? What TV? If he be a <laughs> fucking company, man. I don't know, but Gunther rocks that red coat like no other. Except <laughs> I think Shinsuke is losing to Dieter. They uh, they were out drawing like Noah and, and, and I think even a New Japan show at Corkin. And then they go and put the belt <laughs> back on Suwama. What are you doing? Jake Lee was trying to business. And, I'm, and you know I'm a Suwama mark. I was until he kept winning titles. <laughs> like a hoe. Ho-wama, oh that's your name, Ho-wama. <laughs> Fuck the world. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, I need to. Fuck you, the world, you, man. What do you think of, what do you think of non-chubby Walter or Gunther? I mean... What do I think of non-chubby Alex? I mean, I'm, it's tight. 
Not gonna lie. Yeah, but if if you if you were Walter, I would be mad that you got smaller. Hems? Well, yeah. I mean, I get it, but I'm I'm happy and and applaud any transformation that he can do. So, I mean, yeah, he looks tremendous, and he changed his body to that in like two months. I mean, he he yeah. went on that Ben K diet or something. But like the sausages for that man. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like if this was Walter the whole time, he wouldn't have got where he got. Yeah. Although I, I wonder what the hell they're gonna do. What do you think they're gonna do with Peter? Is does he? Are they gonna try to like turn him face? Uh, I mean, no. How he keeps beating up, beating up. Oh, Gunther just, oh, no, he just, I didn't know he just turned on him. Why is he turning on his partner? What's happening? So, like, he, when when Bartel or Axel Dieter, or, or what is he now? God, he's got another. Gunk is just all in his face as he towers over him. Ludwig Kaiser is what his name is now. It's his third, it's his third name. Um, but like Walter was pissed off that he lost to Ricochet, so he made him he made him stand there while he chopped him to make him like to think about what he did. Just fucking have him beat up a big strong boy. That's all you got to do. Hey, he he uses a powerful chop to try to motivate Ludwig Kaiser. Jeez, is that true? is that what you're gonna do to me on Saturday? <laughs> you son of bitch! Yeah, yeah. You chop hard as shit, though, man. I, I do. Know. I do. But my chest is like harder now, so I don't have like <laughs> as flabby boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who? You know who is who is definitely yoked though, and I bet you definitely had to or definitely helped Gunther. I bet too was. Uh, uh, whatever you want to call him, Axel Dieter, doesn't matter, Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah. He is oh, yeah. he's, chiseled. Uh, he's marble, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Holy yeah, he, shit. He's a statue. <laughs> like, I, looked, he's a man, I remember man. there was one day it was it, when he was NXT Champs with, uh, I can't remember the other guy, the guy who they changed his gimmick now on NXT, and it's ridiculous. Um, Tony Maluk. Just like NXT is, who, who was the guy, who was his partner? Uh, Imperium. I don't know. Oh, Anna J. She's tight. Yeah. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to uh to Cool Hand Ange, Cool Hand Ange, who was like, "You need to uh, recognize us," <laughs> and he was like, "The the AEW Galaxy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Roosh uh, showed up and did the job to Moxley, by the way. I Do you think, and I could be wrong about this, do you think Moxley, if you if you go back and watch it, when he hits the Death Rider, he says something to Roosh. I think he told him to kick out, like, last second. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just watching Anna Jay. Nobody expected that kick out. No, no. Yeah, so now he's... He's uh, Fabian Eichner has been in the package as Giovanni Vinci. Really? Yep. So they've taken um, they've taken Fabian Eichner from Imperium and turned him into like mm-hmm. 
an Italian fashion guy. It sucks that we'll no, we'll never see ring comps ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't <laughs> suck though. Is Powerhouse Hobbs looks like a wrestler? Yeah, and Jesus, powers over Starks. That was tight. And and Ricky Starks is going to be a superstar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, oh. that's the perfect guy to turn face. I mean, that guy's got charisma for days. He was always a tweener, like we've said. Um, yeah, that guy's going to draw money, um, you know, for coming out of that face tunnel. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> that guy is ready. And uh, who is this? Oh, shit. I don't know what, how this match happened. Dante Martin and Guevara? Yeah, it was pretty good, too. Oh, good. except he just biffed his ankle. Who's the chick with uh, Dante Martin? That's Sky Blue. Hello, nurse. <laughs> yeah, I love how they just put his girlfriend with him. She's uh, she does a real lot, chick. Do a lot, yeah, she did a lot of Chicago wrestling. Okay, so that's not Cora Jade. No, because that's why I honestly thought it was. Because I'm doing the five minute skips, and I was like, Cora Jade, what? She really did turn you on the company as well. <laughs> I uh, uh, have you ever looked at the God bless America? Like, have you ever looked at these names of this roster? No. Uh, do you know who Alba Fire is? Who? Alba Fire. Alba Fire. I'm assuming it's a lady. Um, yep. I'm gonna. Go, are we talking AEW or NXT? NXT. Oh, is that, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Kaylee Ray? Yes. <laughs> Which Kaylee Ray was a suitable name for that Irish laugh, but <laughs> Albatross Fireman or whatever her name is. I, like, I look at some of these, these names and like Fallon Henley. And- <laughs> what? And J.C. Jane. Jane, they were referring to her as uh, Toxic Attraction number three because they couldn't remember what her name was on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, once once it's uh, Booty McGee and and the donut check, it's all that matters. uh, We have uh, uh, Katana Chance. We have her now. That's uh, uh, the Casey Matarazzo, right? Yeah, Casey can't can't Azaro Canazaro. Ricochet's ex. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, I just some of these some of these names I look at and I'm just like, who the fuck came up with this? Like, who thought this was a good name? Captain like, New Japan. Like. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I'm looking at some of these names. Like, a kid, they they put a mask on and they call him Axiom now. Axiom, yeah. Fucking stupid. And then, I mean, uh, a kid was a stupid ass name too, but I mean, <laughs> Axiom. Cruz del Toro now for Raúl Mendoza. Now we have, and oh god, I saw um, I saw grizzled young vets with Joe Gacy and how oh, yeah, like they changed the name. Clean shaven and bald now. Wait, that's the Grizzle Young Vets is that gimmick? Yeah. I never were Gibson is so good. Well they're yep. both great. 
Well, give, yeah, give it me off beard and all. I had no idea. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? Jordan Devlin's now J.D. Michaels, I think it is. Oh, my God. Jordan Devlin's such a cooler name. Chris Jericho mm-hmm. can't even run to the ring. <laughs> I mean, some of so, the It was announced Jericho was taking on Moxley for the AEW Interim Championship. At Cra- oh, my God, he's even tripping over Danielson. God, this company is just botches upon botches. Who's tripping? Uh, Garcia tripped over Danielson's lifeless body to celebrate the win. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I so Jericho's you. taking on Moxley. Is he going to win the title in Minneapolis I at Quake by the Lake? I hope not. DPW believe the hype. Andrew Everett could also get to catch it up. Oh, Baliana, he's going to be there against Tankman? Yeah, look at yeah, him and Tankman. <laughs> That's why I said that to you. I was like, holy shit. Whoa. ASF, Los Angeles, the local. That could be tight. Mizuki's working. Emi Sakura. What? Yeah. It's, the excursions are back, my friend. Hell, yeah. The excursions are back. I'm I'm pretty pretty excited. But oh, what's the key going to do without any, like, walls or beds to jump off of? <laughs> They'll make it work. That's my concern. Here we go. Eight thirty six last night. I, I hadn't seen the match yet, but he but he texted me, Doof texted me. Are we over Rosa? Dot 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 dot. I think we are over Rosa. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, Yeah. I was like, Man, I remember like a year ago how good she was and like now I watch and I'm like, She can't fucking do anything with anybody. <laughs> I love how uh, um, I love that Britt Baker gave her a sandbag <laughs> Oh you mean when she said We are nowhere near Austin and Rock That sandbag Is that what she said Yeah she was when Sonny Rose was like We were rocking Austin during our feud And she was like no we, we were nowhere near that She's like what are you talking <laughs> I just saw the bang I didn't hear any of it That's tight <laughs> but check yourself before you re-wreck yourself. God, what do we got? Uh, Ariana Grace is a heel in NXT. Um, Bodie Hayward. Uh, Brooklyn Barlow. Who the fuck is that? I I never even heard of her. Wait, are they on Dragon Gate? Uh... Night one of Kobe World. Uh, uh, Bruce Brutus Creed. Bryson Montana. Who the f- I mean that's a cool name. Nice Channing Stax Lorenzo. Demarius Griffin. Isn't that Key and Peel skit? Damon Kemp. <laughs> oh he's from right. he's from the Gophers, that's right. They're biting that. Uh there's some other really bad ones that uh, who's Erica Yan? Don't know that one. Fallon Henley, I said that one already. Uh, Hank Walker. Hmm. <laughs> According to at we underscore R underscore stardom, just announced in today's stardom 2022 strategy meeting, the IWGP Women's Championship and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom are creating this title for defenses not only in Japan, but also in the U.S. on New Japan Pro Wrestling events appealing to the world. 
with the rich IWGP history. What? Where did you see this? Just broke a few minutes ago. Wow. That's crazy. We're going to get Julia in America in 2023, dude. Wow. But you have to. You got to get in on this Alex Mello uh, gimmick, and uh, we got to get you Julia ready. You got to work on your back. Yeah, yeah, because her back is yoked. No, no beer for you. You, you got to go strictly vodka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to, you, yeah. That's what you got to do, and then you'll be good. Then you move to Japan. Vodka water. Johnny Gargano <laughs> makes surprise video appearance on Impact. Gross. Apparently, WWE is reportedly trying to reconcile with Sasha and Naomi now that Vince is gone. I was trying to find what you were talking about with uh, Sasha and Naomi. Uh, well, that wow. wasn't Vince's fault, was it? Oh, yeah, it was because they, they met with him. That's right. It was Vince's fault. <laughs> what do you mean you won't twerk for me? <laughs> They are fire. Dwight Howard was at the W. Was a WWE tryout. Cutting promos, man. Good lord. He was talking about Kobe. Kobe <laughs> <was>. <laughs> um, let's pull up the Kobe world chart now that we look. I post on here. We're gonna get sidetracked at some point. It's gonna happen. It always does. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's got to be uh, Yukio Shoka needs to come out. With, with oh gold. shit! I just got a picture, and this cloud hasn't moved for an hour. It has not moved one inch. <laughs> a cloud? Sh- shut out the nope. <laughs> so open the Brave Gate number one battle royal. If Genki, Shachoko Boy, Problem Dragon, Punch Tomonaga, Ut, Super Shenlong Three, Ichinahashi, Rai Fuda, SB Kento, and Ho Ho Loon. Oh, uh, former WrestleCast Radio guest, as well as fantastic interview with the one and only technical legend, Ryan Cook. Uh, great 65-minute interview. Learned a lot, laughed a lot. Go ho-ho. I'm pulling oh, for you. Oh, shit. Icebox.com. So my favorite part. <laughs> How did you see all of this? I was like, oh, you know, I was a game trainer. Oh, you, know, you love, man, you've seen more than I have. Well, I used to go to this thing called RF Video. RF Video, oh, shit, highspots.com. <laughs> it's like, imagine a Chinaman ordering Japanese wrestling from an American site to play on a <laughs> Chinese PlayStation. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. It was, he was so tight. Go check it out on the archives, uh, Strong Style Media, wherever you podcast, <laughs> iTunes, Apple, the same thing I know, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, all that good shit. That good, good. Ultimo Dragon, so is that the theme? It's just, it's the 30th anniversary? Yep. Okay. So Super Shenlong, um, I'm trying to think, yeah, that's what I thought. So, I here, thought I honestly thought his name was Super Schlong, and they just mispronounced. <laughs> no, no. So I'm wondering because like, a lot of people are like, remember whenever when we thought Ata was going to do that, the program with Yosuke Santa Maria, and yeah. um, the voice gate guys had Jay. Oh, if you guys want to hear a good good Dragon Gate preview, it's two hours long. They're talking about Kobe World, and Jay, who's the English commentary with with Ho Ho, 
Yep. He's like he's he, his first thing is like I I don't want to I don't want to fuck this up for anybody, but you know I don't have a lot of positivity going into Kobe World this year. And there's just a lot of things that he really wasn't agreeing with at all of it. So interesting other take that you'll hear from probably how we're going to give. But it was a great, great interview. I will and, say, looking at the card, it was just, for me anyways, I was like, huh. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, and then when I didn't even see Night 2, I was like, well, what the hell are they going to do? Because Night 2 last year, obviously, it was, you know, uh, speed stars, you know, last match and, you know, last night. And, you know, you just had to, you know, that was the focus. And I get it, it's the 30th, 35th anniversary for Ultimo. But, you know, I was just like, oh, really? This? Huh? But I know it's going to be a great show because it's Dragon Gate. Exactly. So I, I agree. I, well, I'm glad so the I mean, Ultimo even thing with... is the first night, too. Okay. Okay. So I think that'll well, help. I mean, I'm just excited Dan Fuji got on the card. I mean, I, I'm down I with mean, that. This next this gold class six-man should rock. The KZ, Shimizu, and Strong Machine J, who I love in natural vibes. Uh, you can yep. tell that they always, that, you know, Strong Machine J was always a good worker, but they it just, the machines didn't really get over. And also they put no. him in, in uh, natural vibes, and he comes out and he starts breakdancing. I'm going, holy shit, I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> Like, this is incredible. He rules. Um, but they're taking on Kota Minora, Minorita, and Naruki Doi. That should be fun. Yes, what, yes. What about, what about this one? Garukin Mask, who's awesome for Ryuku, uh, Ryuku Dragon from uh, Okinawa Pro Wrestling. He's always mm-hmm. tight on these shows. We get grimy-ass heat-up champion Kenichi Arai <laughs> and the bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yes. Against, look I was at like, man, Madoka no Kakuda and Takashi Yoshida. What a random mm-hmm. fucking match that is. It's so yeah. random, I'm like enthralled. <laughs> I gotta watch it. And then, then we get, we get a little cutie boy, Dragon Daya and, and Hyo. Little cutie boy. I mean, look at his picture. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Oh my god, I just realized. You know how I always send like pictures of like this is Sydney. Sydney is Dragon Daya. Dragon yeah. Daya is Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, Sydney's running around running around yesterday when he was here just his underwear the whole day. Dropping those logs, man. Not even a deuce. Dropping those and, logs. Oh my god, he dropped this thing that looked I was like, that thing's as big as your life. How did you store that in you? He, he, Dad looks like an uppercase J. I'm like, you always say that. It's so big. I don't understand how you do this. But, like, he's running around. Yeah. I'm like, why are you so ripped, kid? Like, what do you do at all? <laughs> like, what are you doing? This kid's, like, yoked. Um, <laughs> then we get this random offering. Sports.com. That's what he's doing. <laughs> RACCSports.com. Use the promo code WrestleCast, C A S. At checkout, coupon code WrestleCast, fifteen percent off your order. You, you know, Rep Sports too. You, you know, you've done a lot of great things for uh, Mr. Mello here. But I'm, don't maybe have to send you guys another email. That's all I gotta say. Uh oh, what happened? We'll, we'll leave it at that. We, we don't need to, we don't need to air out dirty laundry. But uh, okay, I realized since February of last year, since we've used them, there's like, there's there's. There's more than just you buying on this uh, with that promo code, by the way. Um, really? 
Yeah, there's there's other there's I think I've seen like six different names. And your sister was one, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's a couple that I have no idea who they are. Regardless, I went under our dashboard because I'm like, I wonder how much we've actually gotten. Like, how many months of blog talk has this technically covered? They have mm-hmm. not paid out once since they they're they just have some, the money's just still sitting there. And and like, there's things from February of 21 that say pending still. So I sent them a pretty scathing email about that. And then they flipped it into a whole new section where it's not pending anymore, but it's still sitting there. And I'm like, this is a little cocksucker. <laughs> We've been chilling. I buy your energy drinks and bring them to work and chill your shit at my job. Yeah. You know, I'm about to raise raise hell with this raise energy. I'm just getting all sexy for no reason. And we're not even paid for it. What the hell? Yeah. Like, come on. I was all like, hey, we got half a blog talk this month due to my... My payments. You're gonna to have to show me the other names. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I I swear there was like three or four names out there that I that I I don't remember seeing. And if and if I'm wrong, it's because it was late. But I was like, I don't recognize this name. But like, I'm just saying, like, you want us to keep get, showing get you us shit. our funds. <laughs> yeah, our like, damn. I'm gonna start going to that Kenny Omega line then. Ooh, how's that make you feel, rep? We're gonna rep somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we'll start. We'll start throwing a shill in the um, the other energy energy supplement that uh, my Twitch got. Start shilling that shit on here instead. Oh, for the gaming. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I can't remember what that's called, unfortunately, which is probably not a good. Shit, that brought that up. Hopefully, not on that at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. That TV special cast for I didn't say that. Kagatora uh, 20th anniversary match. We had him, Jinsei Shinzaki, and Taro Nohashi, yeah. who Alex randomly sent us in our group chat, to which I responded with, <laughs> whoa, it's Taro Nohashi. And then you never responded back. <laughs> so I was like... No, I got I, scared. I'm like, who the fuck is Taro Nohashi? But now yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that guy with the hat right there that she sent me. Yeah, that guy's nice. Yeah, in my head I'm going, Alex sent this random guy not thinking anyone's going to know what it is, and immediately I respond with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fucking Ryan, dude. You're like, yeah, that guy. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like, I look like an hour later, there's nothing. I was like, aw. I thought we were going to talk about Stoker Pro for a minute. <laughs> so in that thing, too, um, the, the Sonata <laughs> and Great Ocon. When I was like, damn, I just saw the picture of me flexing, like, HB, like, SBK. Yeah. Um, so, so on Saturday, which one are you? Are, are you, you're, I, I figured you're Sonata, right? I mean, you're in better shape than me. It's true, and I do have sort of blondish hair now. <laughs> and I got, all I right, know. I guess I'm Sonata. I mean, you <laughs> did have a good match against Jay White, the first good Sonata match I've seen in a long time, so. Yeah, that. that's that's part of the like the G one the first two nights they weren't bad. Like I think I had like three stars that that made notebook, but I was just kinda like Alright, dude here. what? Yeah. They had fantastic matches. I thought Kenta and Zack Sabre Junior was a little better than Zack Sabre Junior and Claudio and we were there. I, I loved every quarter. second of that match. That I would was... I, I probably went four and a half on that match. Cobb and Okada, 
Oh, four you knew who was going to win, but damn, Cobb just steps up every match with Okada. So, um, so to be fair, to be fair, let me say this. I have, I went three stars in the Hanari match, and I knew he was going to win, which is fantastic, because you gotta, you got to give these guys early losses at some point mm-hmm. to make it make sense. I went four and a half on Osprey Fantasmo. That's my favorite match of the tournament. That was a great match, yeah. I went three and a quarter on Sonata G. White. Four and a quarter on Okada Cobb. Night two, I went four stars on Taichi and Ishii. Minus the ending, I was, mm-hmm. because you know me, I'm an Ishii mark. Um, I, A, was surprised and stunned because the realism of, like you said, Ishii is now in the point of his career where he's got to be taking the L's, and that just yep. makes me sad. got to get over that. Uh, but, yeah, I agree that match was Taichi stepping it up, man. I'm yeah. proud because that was a guy I would fast forward and skip, and now I'm like, all right, let's see what he's going to do now. So, kudos. I went, and I Abe went, was back. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, oh, she tight. Um, I, I went two stars on Yano <laughs> Jonah, whatever. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, I went three they and a half on Shingo and Juice, which I think Rock Hard's winning that D block, by the way. Yeah. I think and I thought beaten, that was a good match. I think he's beating Osprey on the last night to win the block. I like Rock Hard. I like how he took the microphone and announced himself. <laughs> Rock Hard! <laughs> it should be Maybe. you every day at work. Just that's Look, how you... Mini mini spoiler for like oh. moment of the year. Um, Juice not retiring, I think, is my number one because okay. that worked me just like Mark Henry's retirement. Yeah, I, I mean he he literally brought his family to that to that show that god awful boring match he had that would that was like forty minutes at the in May that was in oh, Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he shows so- up joins Bullet Club. I was like, oh my god, he got me. Um, were you surprised Tanahashi losing his first match? Nope, nope. I thought I said you got to give Hanari a win right out the gate to give him you, any sort of believability in this block. Is Tanahashi in the Ishii block? He can't be. He he's not. I don't think he's on that point in the career. But I definitely think he's gonna be one of the guys that fit it, that goes like three and three and four and two. No. Yeah. He's probably going to lose. He, the, he knows the smart decisions to make, I guess, is, is I could see where, where they can do that. Where he's going to be like, all right, let's get this guy over. I'll, I'll take the L. You know, he's the ace, like whatever. Mm-hmm. We know he could still go with the match that we saw live with John Moxley. Um, yeah, that was just, that threw me for a loop too. I was like, what the hell's happening? But, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Hanari's the guy that you, you know. You got to start. I mean, after United Empire, you know, was was struggling when they first came out. I mean, they they are definitely New Japan is behind them. Uh, you know, over the last six months, it seems like, which is great. Osprey is just some of the best shit out there. I I think Okada runs the table and wins the A block. I think that's easy. I think yeah. I, I think Naito wins the the C block or whatever. I think he's gonna. I, if anything, maybe Zack Saber beats him at the end, but. I think Naito wins that one, or the B block. And then you mm-hmm. can do Okada and Naito again, and it doesn't matter because they've done it seven times this year. It's like they've gotten over the point of protecting it. <laughs> and then I think it's Sonata and Juice Robinson that win the other two blocks. I think yeah. Tama Tonga beats Jay White on the last night to spoil it, just like Ishii did last year. 
And I think Juice beats Osprey last night to win his block. Ooh. God, I I wouldn't be mad at that. Juice has been such a company man since he went to New Japan, and I mean, it's he's he's, he's bringing in dividends. I mean, that's for sure. And and this rock hard game. I mean, Finley though too. I will say. Um, oh God, that I'm not saying he's gonna win anything, but he's definitely a viable opponent now. Him and Brandy. you draw two and a quarter. Gross. God, David Finley, like, I get it, you were in there with Yujiro, who's just kind of doing things, but you gotta fucking try, bro. (laughs) God, do I not give a shit about David Finley in the tournament. He told me five minutes into his match with Yujiro that he doesn't have it. (laughs) He That's part of the reason I was like, I don't even want to talk G1 today. That match sucked. Damn. (laughs) My and, and then you wins clean. So it's like, it's like, damn, Philly, you're a bum. You're a bum. Whatever. Uh, but Never. as you mentioned, Don Fuji getting a match. Shuji Kado and Toro Owashi from DDT coming in. Hell yeah. I'm um, down with that. Dragon Kid 25th anniversary match. Dragon Kid teaming with Masato Tanaka against Yamahulk, uh, Yamato and BB Hulk. Do you think this sort of what would have made more sense to put BB Hulk with Tanaka and just had Tanaka as like the heel outsider and then kept the high end teammates together? Oh, I think that would make more sense, honestly. Yeah. Rather than trying right. to throw like a nostalgia thing, oh, we'll put Yama Hulk back together for one night. Like, just put high end together against Hulk and Tanaka. I wish I was high. <laughs> um, oh. Oh, and then Konobaba Ichikawa in his, the Bosu 10-match series is happening again. He did this once before where he wrestled like Awesome Kong, Kensuke, Sasaki, um, all these wild people. I've heard the two names that I've heard floating around are Muto and Kojima for the spot. Uh, as <sighs> Muto, that jerk. I, hope, I would love Ko- Kojima. That'd be cool. Well, yeah, if he's he doesn't have a title right now. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Triangle Gate Championship match. Uh, Perros Del Mall, Eita Nozawa, Ronga, and Kotaro Suzuki against M3K, Masaki Mochizuki, Sumo Mochizuki, and Mochizuki Jr. Special rep is Yasushi Kanda, which is funny because he's... Now, I hope he doesn't turn on M3K and go with Perros Del Mall and they keep this going. I hope M3K just wins this match and Eita yeah. can tell those other two to fuck off and just go back to being Aita. <laughs> He's too good to, like, be in this situation. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're not. I mean, like, he's a guy I think could go into any company and, and make a difference, Japan or America, honestly. Um, so you're not wrong, but in 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 a defense, I'd say he, I'm hoping he's having fun, and it's just it, this is his time to relax. Yeah. And kind of heal up from years of just, like, falling off dead or alive cages or, like, having intense <laughs> matches with getting speared from, like, one side of the arena to the other. Uh, just different things like that. So, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, hopefully, again, just having fun and not forced into it. Um, and working with, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
Ishigawa <laughs> and, and wrong guy. It's just something where it's like, all right, you know, let's uh, let's see where this goes. But it needs to be done. I, I agree. It needs to be done soon. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, that if it cuts you off, we will be possible as we have uh, two more topics to, to go through. So uh, y'all listen to the free end. So get ready to the Yelts podcast this later if you're not listening. Bye. We'll talk to y'all later. Who are the, the over or the overcast? Is the way it's called it. Um, overcast radio, uh, especially if you saw the uh, movie. Nope. Apparently, when uh, when he was gonna be Ryoto Mochizuki, uh, Mochizuki Junior. And remember how I told you how Ultimo came out and like changed his name and was being all goofy. Mm-hmm. That's how they start calling him Mochizuki Junior instead of Ryoto Mochizuki or whatever it was. Apparently that was all off script. Like, or Ultimo came out and was supposed to announce El Santos for the the 35th anniversary show. Yeah, he just completely just started like freeballing and just doing whatever he wanted out there. A so regular cook. He seems not supposed to be Mochizuki Jr. Like his he like they had the Ryoto Mochizuki trademarked and like the Twitter already ready to go. Interesting. And uh-huh. also, I don't know if they were partying back. This is all from Jay too. He said this on the <laughs> podcast. And like he just came out and just started off the cusp doing things. And then he uh, there was something else that he randomly did and and right aside, he was like, no, just stop. No, and he's like, oh, okay. And then he, then he left and forgot to announce the Santo thing, so he had to run back in the ring for the reason he came out there. Oh boy, good lord! Um, which leads us to Ultimate Dragon versus El Hijo del Santo. Nobody's going to give a shit about that match. I don't think anybody in Japan cares about El Santo. Just saying. No, this is fine. Um, we have the Kung Fu Masters, Jackie Funky Kamei and Jason Lee. Taking on Shin Skywalker and Diamante, who uh, all I have to say is we we obviously have talked about FTR, but there's a there's a team that's right at the top of the tag team of the year that uh, still trying to work on their seating place. Uh, but then it's Shin oh. Skywalker and Diamante. They have been one of my favorite things this whole year with their tag run. They've been incredible. Like I just. Agree. The matches that I've seen, yes, I agree. When they just beat the shit out of Dragon Daya and Yuki Yoshioka and just took those tag belts at uh, Dangerous Gate or whatever it was that just happened, I was like, oh, okay, that's tight. They're just going to dominate this poor little man. But they're facing <laughs> the Kung Fu Masters every time they're in Kobe, in Kobe. Uh, Jackie, Funky, Kamei, Jason Lee, and Ho Ho Loon, they put the three Chinese guys together, the Chinese connection, and they call them the Kung Fu Masters. Only, <laughs> only in Kobe. It's the only time they do it because of the Chinatown in Kobe. So that's, that's the only reason why these guys are doing it. But hey, I, I could see them maybe winning these titles, especially if Skywalker's going on an excursion in a month. Yeah. I mean, being it's only a two-month excursion, but... Which is still wild. But apparently all these guys in Dragon Gate are going to have like month or two excursions in either Mexico and the U.S. or just Mexico. Like the whole roster they're going to rotate through and get on excursion just to kind of see some stuff. So you never know who we could see coming to America here. Oh, but then we get Kai, Yuki Yoshioka. Kai, as you mentioned, 
been a delight this year. I remember in December when we were previewing final games, we had said, okay, well, after this match, what's next for Yamato? How long, is he going to hold it all the way to Kobe World, or when do they take it off of him? And then Kai beat him, and it was like, what? And then we're like, oh, my God, this is this has been one of the best runs. I mean, Kai Kai easily is in my top five wrestler here. Mm-hmm. I just been, it's been a treat. He's been tremendous. Yeah, there's nothing. You're you're not wrong with that. I mean, he <laughs> definitely is uh, my top five. Yeah. I mean, it's just like holy shit. I can't believe how good he is. It's, it's Cody Rhodes is number one in all of our hearts and lists. <laughs> Does um, you know what I think they should do? Is Yoshioka wins both nights, obviously. I think mm-hmm. I think Kota Minora and Minorita should attack Kai and Kota Minora should take over um Zebrats. Okay. And then have Naruki Doi just go to high end and mm-hmm. then get rid of gold class. I'm down for that. You know it's and not you're working. On- Um, it's. I mean, it's, it's not working. And we already saw Kaito Shida quit. And it's just not working. But he just stopped working. Um, <laughs> uh, the night two, Diane Hyo winner takes on the winner of the Battle Royal. Does Super Shenlong three win? Do they are they trying? Do you think they're trying something new? And that's why they went back to Shenlong. Or do I guess I should ask before I get through this because I don't know if this has been. This is better than your like era of Dragon Gate. Do you know who Super Shedlong Three is? No idea. I thought Super it was uh, Malaxion Number Eight. Because <laughs> I, I was going to bring it up earlier, and then you said I thought it said Super Shedlong, and I started laughing hysterically and forgot to uh, go for the reasons behind it. But that is Yosuke Santa Maria. Really? Okay. That was the original gimmick before the Santa Maria thing. Okay, and interesting. And I'm wondering if they just don't think it's ever going to work and they want to use, they want to use Yosuke Like a Santa different Maria. presentation. Yeah, so like they can still have the wrestling ability, but just the transgender gimmick's not working anymore. Yeah. 2022, bro. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Shenlong wins, and which is cool, because you know, when, when those matches get going and it's not about, like, the kissing the opponent, like, you'll see it's really could work. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, then we got the the thing I say to you every year. I, I, I can't wait for the Triangle Gate three-way match. They're always the greatest things in the world. KZ, Big Boss, Shimizu, Strong Machine J, taking on Yamato, Dragon Kid, Ben K, taking on, hopefully, M3K. This could this could mm-hmm. steal the weekend. I'm very excited for this one. Oh God, yeah. Uh, then we got Kota Minora obviously taking on the winner of Kai and Yuki Yoshioka. And uh, that's all of it. So we're gonna literally watch SummerSlam, uh, Kobe World Night One, and then Kobe World Night Two. Yeah, so it's gonna be like a, like a seven to six. AM type day. Well, I won't be drinking raisins until they give us our money. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll just get the coffee pot going. Fuck that. Those guys, no. I might just do like put. You better get the dumbbells ready because I'll just do push-ups to stay awake. Yeah. You could you could see my gym from the front door here. We have a gym. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah, be we'll there. To, <laughs> I I will be definitely rocking the uh, sleep machine mask the night before this one. Oh, <laughs> Friday man. night. If t- tomorrow, I'm probably just going to bed after summit and throwing that on, and just knocking out so I can be like that one night when I was up for like three straight days when you were over. Jesus. Um, the only thing that I, well, I mean, is we talked talk Dragon Gate, um, the Flair show, Death Before Dishonor. Um, I know you were kind of every match, like every title match that meant something, like twelve minutes, and then every match that didn't mean anything seemed like it took way longer than twelve minutes. <laughs> that would be my only like. Well, if to my, be fair, one, I mean, minus the uh, the main event, obviously. I mean, that got a good like thirty five, forty minutes, I think. Uh, which was well deserved. Um, Forty three minutes the main ones. Was it like? But yeah. I was well, just everything just forever. So to be fair, if you take away the four pre-show matches, they had seven was, matches on the pay-per-view. There was a pre-show. Wasn't there a pre-show? I don't. I didn't see it. Like the pre. I thought the pre-show was like Willow Nightingale and Allison K. The fuck is a Willow Nightingale? <laughs> She's the one with Athena. <laughs> I know anyway. because the opener of the pay per view was Claudio Gresham. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. So there was seven matches on the pay per view, and to be Do fair, you think that went out first because of what happened with Gresham and, and Tony Khan? No, I think they were always going to put FTR as the main event. So because of that. The logical thing is you always open with the title. What? What? I mean, look at Lesnar Rollins did the same thing. True. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, Cena did it with uh, with whoever that fuck it was in the 21. You know, the pay per view for a title, really? Big Show, maybe it was. I can't remember. It was because he won and Batista won. Batista beat Triple H. And oh. Cena. No, that somebody. was right before that match. It was him and JBL, and then... I thought Cena opened. Maybe I'm thinking of 20 when Cena beat... Yeah, him, him and Victor opened that. That was for, what, the spinner title, the U.S. title, or whatever? Mm-hmm. But, like, look at Danielson, Sheamus. They had that go on first because the other one went last. You always want to put your mm-hmm. second hottest match, or your, your hottest match is at the start of the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tully, or formerly known as Tully Blanchard Enterprises, took on Blake Christian, Tony Deppin, and Alex Zane. Apparently, that was a squash, which why would you squash those three talents? <laughs> yeah, against uh, that one dude who's just ripped. I can't remember what his name is. And then Demtris and uh, Eli Isom took on Ari Devari. What? I thought Devari was an agent for the East. No, Ari, Ari Devari and Slim J, they're called the 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 Trust Busters or something? Trust Busters. 
I was like, I, Slim J was on like the inaugural TNA show in 2001. He's the NWA Wildside guy. Oh, Why wow. is he still wrestling? Wow. But it, it, so if you take the, the seven pay per view matches, there was only or six of those seven matches were all title matches. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very true. Very true. The only not only match that had nothing to do with the title was Roosh and Dragon Lee, which I went four and a half stars on, by the way. Okay, I was hoping you were going to go at least over four on that match. So here, here's my kicker: is right now, Death Before Dishonor. Obviously, it didn't. You know, it's July, but this is like on paper my highest rated show of the year. Shut up! You really like this show, huh? I went four and a quarter on Claudio Gresham. I went three and a quarter on the trios title match. I went three I and three quarters. Uh, I went three and a quarter, three and three quarters on Utah Garcia. I went four yeah. and a half on Rouge and Dragon Lee. Shockingly, I didn't think I was going to like it so much. I, I went three and three quarters. I almost went four on Martinez Dean. I think this was a match again. It was slow burning, and then it just was like it's over. Like I think this was a match I could have utilized like a five minute like holy shit sequence. And I get it; it's not technically their styles, but I just wanted more. But I don't need to see another match with them like right away. When when she hit, but like that was a match where I I loved the technicality of it. I liked the the brutalness from Martinez, but oh my it was god, just something where I'm like, the German. From the middle, yeah. from the top rope, I was, I was yeah. like, would, would she hit it with that spider suplex off the rope? I went, okay, I'm all in on that. <laughs> I'm like, this, this this match is so much better than Demon Rosa was. Which why isn't she like evil? Um, isn't she Raquel Rodriguez now? Reina Gonzalez is that her name? Reina Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, I went four on Lethal Joe. I, I, I really liked it. Too short, man. I, I I enjoyed it as well. I loved the. I mean, I get it. The brawl was the first five minutes was you know a brawl before the bell rang, which was fine. Sonya Deville, wow. Um, but with again, I don't know. I I just wanted a little bit more. But I liked I the think... finish. I liked how the Coquina clutch was you know locked in after you know. Few counter attempts by Lethal, um, Lethal Injection. Kind of seeing that, that was kind of cool. Uh, he kicked out like it was just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, no, it's, you're you're done. I think too, it keeps the mystique of Joe being able to beat you at any second, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wonder if it was just you know Joe's not Joe just got done not wrestling. So who knows what kind of ring shape he's in. So why, you know, no need to push him right now. And it's a semi-main. Don't take too much gas out of the main event. Where, so in the 2000, so, so from obviously 2000 to, to 20, well, fuck it, let's just say till now. Um, is Samoa Joe in your top 20 wrestlers of the 2000s? Oh, I... I think without writing things down, I would have to say yes. Is Jay Lethal rank above or rank lower than him in that same list? Would be lower, I think. Okay, okay. Because Joe's Ring of Honor run was just legendary. Mm -hmm. Um, And And his his impact 
uh, X Division Championship run was just incredible. I mean that that middle of two the middle of the two thousands like two thousand four until like two thousand eight or nine. I mean Samoa yeah. Joe was you could you know you could argue at any point he was the best wrestler alive. Oh okay. I mean I I, I wouldn't have shelled out six hundred dollars. And you booked at the time. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't say that out loud. Um. I wouldn't have paid his fee plus trans in a hotel uh, when we're charging $5 a ticket if I didn't think it was worth every waking penny of investment. Yeah. Did you make your money back? Yes. You did? Yeah. Made the money back and covered covered everything with him and all the other outside guys that we brought in. Wow! Really? Because we did, we we charged I think eight bucks a ticket. We went up a little, we went up a couple bucks higher, but there were we had over two hundred people in that venue. Like we had more than we were like the fire chief was going to allow us to have. Hmm. Like there was standing room by the end of it. That's pretty damn cool, man. Yeah, we sold a lot That's of fucking really- tickets for that show. And now, uh, yeah, wow. Um, and then I, I went four and three quarters in the main event. You that didn't go the full five, huh? No, I, I first match was better. Yeah, I think the first match was better. A lot of people said they liked this one better. You know, some people say that this one was better. Uh, what's the, uh, Cash Harwood said that this is better than the first one himself. He thinks it is. So, yeah. like, you know, it, it's, I think this is kind of like, the first two Omega Okadas, where a lot of people really like the Dominion one. I was the uh, Wrestle Kingdom one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the wrong answer. Yeah. Did I, you like um, this one I, I want to go watch the Mania Weekend one again. I really, really dug that one. Uh, but this one, I don't know if it's just because it was fresher, the hype. Um or whatnot, or seeing FTR live, you know, just like a month before. I I just thought I liked how they didn't do the tropes of a big time rematch, where they took their freaking time and they just mm-hmm. still told that it was as classic as classic could be. It was your it was your seven. It was your Crockett. It was your Mid South. It was just everything that you want in tag team wrestling because. Let's be real. I mean, Matt and Nick Jackson are a bunch of sour pusses. I mean, like, <laughs> granted, FTR has the titles now, which is which is great. I mean, ROH titles or whatever, but it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, they are on another level. They can cross. I mean, we haven't even seen them in New Japan yet, and they have their titles. Yeah. Like, just imagine the breath of fresh air one team can do to that division. And that division sucks. In New Japan, and it's been a, it's been a it's, weak link for them for twenty years, but not twenty years, but ten years. And I don't know, man. I I just love how they don't transcend baby, they don't transcend heel. It's just you know they're the top guys, and that's all that matters. And they're just gonna put on fantastic matches. And I love how you know that first run in AEW where you're just like, well, what, why are they jobbing? Why are they jobbing? And I even asked that, like, why do they keep losing? You're like, dude, just trust the process, essentially. And then look at them. They've had yeah. the best seven months 
<laughs> you know, it's in, one of those things in, where in a long time Khan, of, of any wrestling. Khan's not afraid to, it's afraid to shake things up to see if he gets better. Who would have thought turning turning the revival babyface was all it, was what it took? Yeah. The promos are better. And it wasn't promos. even, it was just a natural thing of like, I think people were just sick of the Young Bucks. I'm mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, they put on great matches. They were my tag team one or two last year. But it was just like, what else is there? You know, like yeah. you have teams. You know, I'm happy Strickland and Lee have the titles um, yeah. to shake this up. TR is just where it's at. Like, they're the must-see when Punk is, you know, with Punk being gone and MJF and, you know, Danielson for that while, Omega, obviously. But that promo prior to Ring of Honor, the I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl, mm-hmm. you, you don't get better than that. I mean, <laughs> and that's exactly it. They would have never cut that promo if they were heels. That's why I think it's no. like you, you, you turn them, like you said, organically, but you, you make them baby, and their promos got mm. better. Yeah. They they genuinely yeah. love pro wrestling and that's why they work as babies. They're like Dusty mm-hmm. Rhodes. They don't. They're nothing flashy, but they just they're, they're there to do what they do and they're great at it. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you said, that promo was tremendous. So good. Um, so, are we going to get a champions all in match at all out? Um, with FTR taking on Claudio and, and Wheeler Yuta since they came out on the stage after? Or was it them maybe saying, we're going to recruit you? Oh, for the Black Bull? For, yeah. <laughs> I think mean, they all went out there to say, hi, AEW. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was essentially a big commercial for AEW. That's, that's all it was. Which, whatever. They, um, yeah, they're, I mean, but yeah, they're on another level right now. I don't, and and I think this goes hand in hand too with people who forgot or never, never cared enough or wanted to say it or anything, but this proves just how great the Briscoes are too. Oh yeah. I mean, they are so Someone good was at what they do. Match. Like they were just like, let's go out there. Like, it was just wrestling, pure wrestling at its finest. And no offense to Daniel. And I love how Daniel Garcia was like, fuck the pure rules. Like, I hate them. Like, I'm going to spit on them. I'm going to spit on, you know, your handshake. Like, I'm going to slip through the bars of the shark cage. I do not give a fuck. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> no, this was a really good show. Like I said, you know, just the time management of the matches just for me was a little awkward. Like why are you, you know, minus again, the main event, but your two other big title matches, why are they the shortest on the show? Yeah. I think part of it too, is when you, and I, I think the Joe thing was on purpose just because you don't know what his cardio is. And you need to keep the mystique that Joe could beat you at any time. That, mm-hmm. that keeps him special to me. Okay. Um, that makes sense. You know, because Lethal was getting in that ass, and then all it took was one mistake, <laughs> and, you're, and you're out. One yeah, mistake. Yeah, right. You know, you, you slip well, up, now you're like, I mean, I get, like, the feud's over, which it should be, but it's been, like, a feud for, like, three, four months. Like, eternity, it seems like. Um, 
but whatever. I mean, it, it, it's been, you know, good TV. It's been good YouTube. But, I mean, who, who challenges Joe next? Like, it'll be interesting. I Who challenges Claudio? Like, we're happy Claudio is Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah, it was in front of, like, 200 people. But, like, we're happy. But does it mean anything unless – Ring of Honor comes back fully, right? Like, or is this just a what? That's where I still think it's a, where the hard part comes in. Is I, I'm I'm not worried about them get, getting a TV deal. Like at some point they'll get TV and it'll be fine. But the question is, is Turner going to want to let him bring this to another channel, a la USA and Fox, or like that? I think it's your replace Rampage. Just see, I I was thinking like I would even mind if they gave it that old school 10 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah, like it's fine. I just you know at least it's on. You know, I can. Yeah, but they're not going to get eyes on it. Yeah, but if if it can get eyes, if it got eyes and it was on Sinclair, now mind you, it was local free TV and Sinclair is in more homes than. Xfinity and DirecTV, technically, anyway, so there's more opportunities for it. Yeah. <laughs> but if it worked fine before, and they already said that um, Supercard of Honor was, like, the most bought ROH pay-per-view ever. So wow. the first time Khan got in the driver's seat, it sold record numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. This, I think it's going to be fine. It's just a matter of you need to get it on TV so you can develop your feuds easier. Mm. Otherwise, because then you don't have to use AEW to get your feuds over. Yeah. AEW. And and what what I'm wondering, too, is where where they go is because originally I had heard, had Danielson not got hurt, it was supposed to be Danielson and Gresham and not Claudio. I mean, that makes more sense because he was wearing the gimmick. They just pretty much had Claudio just, just basically do his dates. We'll get, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to get, I don't know, Danielson's part of that, never mind, I was going to say, is he part of the Blackpool? Um, Man, yeah, I don't know what you do with that, because, I mean, without the exposure, without the TV, granted, they're on Wednesday and Fridays, but, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know, I'd see that, I I would go to an R8 show if they're, like, within a seven-hour radius, next Mm -hmm. time they're, yeah, good shit. But a very good, uh, yeah, very good show. I mean, I, I thought the women's match was, like you said, was was damn good. It was a, a I just wanted more out of mm. out of this because I used to like four or five hour wrestling shows. So I was like, oh, this is under three hours. But I was just like, oh, that could have easily went another thirty, forty five minutes, and I would have been like, show of the year. Um. So. Well, I. One thing left on, left thing on the docket for me. Anything else you want to get into before we do Noah? Oh, are we not doing SummerSlam preview? <laughs> Did I write that on there? I said, oh, SummerSlam is this weekend. Maybe we fit it in. Oh, I didn't know this was a gimmick. Uh, the Mysterio, oh, that's why he said he's going to turn. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio will take on the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor. Uh, ooh, Rhea Ripley. No DQ tag team match. Mm-hmm. 
Logan Paul, the Miz, that could be good. Let's not let's not front. Okay, that, I gotta I gotta say good. something about that. That's that's gonna shock you. On my Plus like, he's wearing a shirt with your likeness on it, man. About your about big balls. On on my worst moments of the year, like like the yeah. biggest blunders of the year. Um, I don't have the order yet, but an, another spoiler on my list is WWE dropping the ball on Logan Paul. And I say that, and hear me out, is I thought he came to WrestleMania or some, whatever, whatever, I think it was WrestleMania. Was that what he wrestled at? Yeah. It was Mania, right? Yeah. Yes. I thought he was more prepared than a lot of these guys are that come. Mm-hmm. He looked the part. He wasn't bad in the ring. He sold. He he moved like it like it was a natural thing and not awkward for him. I mean, he felt it felt along the lines of like Stephen Amell did to me, where you're just like, man, this dude oh. just. Gets and I thought it's you know, and kudos. It's it's like his brother with boxing. If you're if if they're doing something, it's apparently they have the work ethic that if they're going to do it, they're going to be trying to be better than anyone. So I respect yeah. you for that. You know, whatever. But how do you turn him babyface? It's kind of it's yeah. stupid. He's scummy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? You have a better chance to get Miz over. When Miz gave him a skull-crushing finale on Raw, and the crowd started chanting one more time. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how you how you, you fucked that up. It should have been reversed, I, I, especially with him having a reality show. I agree. It should, it should have been. You, you should have flipped the uh, the face heel into this matchup. Just, I just, I'm like... You guys, you guys have a the winning lottery ticket in your hand, and you somehow yep. decide to go back and change the numbers, and then go, "Oh, we lost." How did that happen? Yeah, like you just were handed the correct answer, and you went and changed it for no reason. Oh, There's so no like when Seth reason. Rollins sees the face turn with Rhodes, and then we're just like, "Nope," and then you're just like, "Uh, you needed him to be the <laughs> the guy right now to you know eventually face Reigns to get that Shield reunion matchup, and, you know, down the line." But yeah, well, yeah go, next go, up for the for the twelfth well, time this year, twenty twenty two, Bianca Belair will take on Becky Lynch. Okay, it's gonna be cool. Remember WrestleMania. Uh, speaking yeah. of WrestleMania, Liv Morgan, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion somehow, uh, will take on a former champ and UFC legend, Ronda Rousey, who believes the earth is flat. Um, God, this damage is going to suck so bad. Again, if Rousey doesn't win in like two or three minutes, like she should just leave forever, right? I thought she was going to tap Liv Morgan when she cashed in. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this geek's already going to lose. And then she, I was like, is she trying to do a roll-up? She somehow did a roll-up. Oh, she won. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Oh, that just happened. Uh, next up oh, for the, uh, I think, 72nd time in the last three months, uh, the Usos, part of the bloodline, are the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions will be defending those belts. We can say belts now, uh, Ryan. Uh, against <laughs> the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins, who just celebrated his 10 years with the company, and Montez Ford, the wrestler The Rock believes should be pushed to the moon. Uh, Jeff Jarrett apparently is the special guest referee. Mm-hmm. So why that happened, Adam Pierce? But, uh, I mean, they, they had a banger at the last show. I mean, but 
Again, it's like Nashville. You know it's going to be good, but but what can you do? Yep. I was just joking because we're talking about WWE. Damn. Bobby Lashley will defend his newly uh, won United States Championship. Remember that guy was world champ. Um, we'll take out the theory. Hopefully, hopefully Austin will come back. But uh, uh, yeah, he is your money in the bank briefcase holder. Uh, Pat McAfee in the co-main event. Uh, we'll take oh, on Happy Corbin. He used to be roommates oh, in Indianapolis. Who's going to get punched? Lashley said. Uh-uh. Lashley said. Um, I hope I hope we keep our title so at Survivor Series I can show Gunther who the, who's the real big man. Oh shit! That's I got was me horny. Huh? Yeah, I was like Lashley yeah. and Walter. Got an erection. Uh, and your main event for the forty-nine <laughs> billionth time in the last five years: Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. What? That's a thing. Uh, we'll take on, of course, with his advocate, Paul Heyman. Uh, we'll take on a guy who frequents this area quite a bit, where I live, uh, Brock Lesnar. Last man standing. I mean, are they going to just flip a table on Brock Lesnar like Braun Strowman did at SummerSlam five years ago, and I laughed for 12 minutes straight because it was the best thing I've ever seen? <laughs> Look, Alex, I'm really excited for you to come see my new place and hang out, but... Man, you picked a shitty fucking wrestling card. <laughs> Thank God we hey, It's going to be the element of surprise like we're talking about. we got to pray something big is going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. So Yeah, they got rid of that because I guess they needed more stuff for Castle on the Castle or whatever. Why? They already some... sold 60,000 tickets. Oh, yeah, because yeah, everyone thinks McIntyre and us on Rock. Or Roman. What? Oh, yeah. So, spoiler on the main event. <laughs> I heard also Theory may come out and cash in, and then McIntyre is going to cost him. Well, that would suck. <laughs> I don't know. I think Theory... I think he's got something. They have something with him. And he's only, what, 25? Yeah. Well, God, remember the first time I showed him to you at that WrestleMania weekend? He worked Riddle, I think it was. Yeah. He's like, who is this kid? (laughs) I was like, it's the evolved champion. This child. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, who is this, this, this young individual? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's SummerSlam. But I, I, we got to go over this before we, we close out here tonight. Um, thankfully, we're running out of time, so my rant can't go much longer. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll go over the card real quick, and then we can talk about the big stuff at the end. The big, big two. I have big two takeaways from this show. Um, so uh, at Sushi Kotoge, Daisuke Hanada, Extreme Tiger, and Yohei took on Hajime Ohara. High 69, Shiji Kondo, Tadasuke, which I love Shiji Kondo's in, in Congo now. Uh, I went three and a half, Shiji Kondo with a King Kong Lariat defeats uh, Daisuke Harada. So good to see Kondo winning and screwed him in Dragon Gate. Uh, Anthony Green, El Hijo del Dr. Jr., Rene Dupree, Simon Gotch, and Stallion Rogers 
defeated Daiki Inaba, Kazushi Sakuraba, Kenny Okada, Masaki Mochizuki, and Shuhei Tanaguchi. Three and a quarter. Anthony Green with a 180-degree high-class body off the top rope on Kenny Okada. That was fun. Uh, with two and a half on this no contest, uh, Yoshinari Ogawa and Yuya Susumu of Stinger took on Eita and Kodoro Suzuki of Peros. Uh, Eita made Ogawa tap from an arm lock, but then refused to let go, and Ogawa passed out, and then they changed it to a no contest, and that was that. Um, in the weirdest match, uh, Ninja Mac defeats Dante Leon. This is not Game Changer. This is Noah. Um, I went three and a quarter. It's pretty good. Uh, I went two and a half on the next one. On a street fight, Masato Tanaka and Rob Van Dam defeated Nosawa, wrong guy, and super crazy. Uh, RVD with a five-star and Nosawa, wrong guy. Uh, right. Next one, I went three and a quarter. We had Go Shizaki, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Takashi Sugera defeating Katsuhiko Nakajima, Manabu Soya, and Masakatsu Funaki. Uh, Fujita hit a powerbomb on Soya for the victory. I went, God, you know what? I'm even changing it from what I have it because I don't agree with that. Uh, I went one and a half stars on the next match. Uh, Keiji Muto losing to Kaito Kiyomiya. Hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll really get into that one and a half star match. Uh, then Hideki Suzuki and Timothy Thatcher won the vacant tag titles, defeating Masaki Kamiya and Yoshiki Itamura. Uh, Suzuki choked yep, out yeah. Itamura. I went four stars on that. Did you see? Did you watch these last three? No, I, I did not. Okay. Um, which uh, Elgin apparently is no longer the country. There's rumors that he got caught trying Dylan to steal protein. protein. <laughs> yeah. He uh, tweeted. Protein. You know who true. was happy with that news? Nathan Newman. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely was too. Yeah, Nate Newman, he, he hates him too. I don't blame him. Oh, it sucks. Uh, Hayata uh, won with a seeded Hurricane Rana against Seiki Yoshioka. I went four on this one. These last two matches are all delivered. Um, and then the main event, uh, I even wrote Kojima because I, I so, still can't believe that, that Keno won. <laughs> I could cheat Kojima be a professional footstop. Uh, but yeah, Keno defeats Satoshi Kojima, the professional footstop. Could not believe he won. Uh, Alex, I went the full five on this. You did, huh? Yeah, because, like, I'm already in the intrigue of Kenobi, one of my favorites. But the fact that he was hitting Kojima like he hit anyone else, and they had that cool spot. You, now, did you watch this match? Was this the only thing you I watched? I did watch the match. I did watch the match. And I really, I, I would do four, and I don't know, the production was great. <laughs> There, I was watching. I was like, God, this is just such a well-produced show, and the sets and there the commentary, and Kenobi and slow motion, and them doing the 360. I was like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, but I love Stuart Fulton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but Kojima, no, I, I thought was great. Um, I didn't think he was gonna pull like any sh- uh, Muda or Suwama shenanigans, but there are times where I'm like, I don't think Kenobi's gonna win this match. Uh, I, I think I had never thought he was gonna win. And the reason why I would give it like a four and a half or four and three quarters there is because I was spoiled right out of the gate. Yeah. And that rubbed me the wrong fucking way. And I was like, yeah. Oh 
I saw a so, picture of him holding the belt, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so let me let me give you the reasoning I gave it a five, okay? Is the drama? I, also, I got spoiled also. Um, where I had Thank Cano on, on Summit on Friday. And somebody was like, man, I'm so glad he won the title after I just got done talking in the chat about how I left off of the Nakajima match. And he's like, yeah. oh, shit, delete that. I just realized you said that. I'm like, you got to fuck it. Like, that was what I was going to do after Summit was finish the show. <sighs> Literally, I, was, I already had it on my computer ready to go. So I what said... A, was, it, was it Andy? Was it Nowicki? <laughs> no, no, it was this dude named Jariah um, who's in there every oh. week. He's really, he's really cool dude to talk to. Um, but I had, I had said, okay, I'm... I think my excitement for Cano chasing the title and whether he w- would win or not, I think my excitement is a half a star is, is how much I think I would biasly put on this match for me being that ecstatic and happy, which I think is a fair yeah. number. Um, you know, you, you like something that much. Sometimes you even give it an extra star just because of what it was, you know? So mm-hmm. I gave it an extra I said I'm giving it a half a star no matter what, what I score it. And I gave it a four and a half. That's how I got my five. Right. So I I think it was good enough that if I had not been spoiled, I would have went the full five then. Because okay. of the falsies, I love the back and forth chop spot where they where they were no selling each other doing the chops, then finally Kojima lit him up with them. I loved Kano doing the Ichazu Bakiaro to him. Um, the intensity, the give and take. Yeah. You could tell Kojima liked Kano. I mean, it was oh, I and I, and I went into it thinking that Kojima's not losing this title until he wrestles Muda for the title at Muda's last match, where they can say the only two men to ever hold the Triple Crown, IWGP, and GHC and NWA World ti- World Titles. There, Muda and Kojima are the only two ever. So I thought that was going to be their big thing for the November Budokan show. and Never in a million years I think Kano was going to win. Never. So that's why I just, like, I, this is five. So but, his second reign, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yeah, he, he his first reign came when he beat Eddie Edwards, but he lost to Kaido Kimia. Okay. And then now reign number two. Because I saw Which, the... Uh, in the- promo package, I, and I didn't think Kano won the major title yet, so that's what I was like, oh, he's already won, okay. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I I didn't know if it was going to be like a bigger deal with him gotcha. being the first, you know, and with Koj- uh, Nakajima winning it, you know, like all mm-hmm. this other shit where I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is his time, you know, he's always just had the secondary or was just always a part of, you know, leading Congo or whatnot, but... Yeah. Well, and I'll that, say this, too, I truly think had Nakajima not knocked out Tetsuya and no, it would have been Nakajima winning this match. Just say if he didn't Nakajima him out of the match. <laughs> yeah, he didn't fucking murder Tetsuya and no. <laughs> Damn you, Alex. <laughs> um, Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think that was I think that was like a downfall thing definitely for him. Um, but I, I I do have to address this before we're we're done here. 
Um, KG Muto put on one of the worst wrestling performances I've seen in my fucking life in this match. Really? He, a lot of people compared this to, he, he was Hulk Hogan back in the day when Hogan wouldn't want to put the guy over. So he did everything in his power to make sure that he got all the sympathy and, and like, he looked great. Nobody, and the other guy looked like crap. And even though he was going to win, like he did wouldn't, when he was in the figure four, there was, there was points when he was just sitting sitting upright. And Kaido Kiyomiya worked the hardest I've ever seen him work in his life, which he shouldn't have had to do. And Kiyomiya is bouncing up and down, you know, banging on the mat. And, and Muda in the figure four is just sitting forward like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like, he's not selling for Kiyomiya. He didn't, he didn't run the ropes. Um, he took a couple slams, and that was about it. He wasn't selling mm. shit for him. Um, when he tapped, he didn't even tap out. He just said, he just told the ref, "I quit or I give up." So he didn't even Is tap he out. With Austin <laughs> and then, and then this motherfucker rolls out of the ring, and. Kiyomi is, you know, like bowing to the crowd and he's selling and he finally gets up and he turns around to, you know, like shake Muda's hand. Muda just leaves through the crowd and he's halfway to the back. Mm. And he's not selling. He's just walking like it's nothing happened. And Kiyomi is screaming, Muto, Muto. And Muda just keeps walking and then Kiyomi runs and chases him down. And he like shakes his hand and now he's bowing to Muta. And was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he just walks to the back. So you've now it's said like that your 25-year-old ace, that should be your ace, had to not only use this guy's moves to, to defeat him, but he had to go and thank him for the match and bow to him. And No, Muda should have fucking been screaming, tapped out, laid there until Kiyomiya helped him up, and then he should have fucking raised Kiyomiya's arm and bowed to Kiyomiya and said, this is the guy. No, he fucking just rolled out of the ring and left like Austin Aries. Is he pissed because, um, or Natty and I heard, is he pissed because he felt he should have maybe just lost his final match? Or just because he, he finally had to put Kiyomiya? He should have put Kiyomiya over on the last match of that of his, his stretch. He, you could yep. tell this was, let me just get it over with because I don't care. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Like, Does this I, ruin his his legacy? I mean, probably not, but to me, like, like, to my, like this weekend, I might I might not just, you know, I'm grabbing a random wrestling shirt to wear. Probably not grabbing my great Muda shirt. Damn, you have a great Muda shirt? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's fucking pretty tight. But it's that's like fuck tough. this dude, man. Like that's you don't do business that way. This is it's oh it just it left the worst taste in my fucking mouth. And and it makes Kiyomiya look like shit. He's he's working this hard to beat a cripple. I mean he's walks <laughs> around like he's crippled. And then and then he he oh god I forgot about this. He's got Kiyomiya on the top rope and he climbs up to do the Hurricane run off the top rope. 
Well, he can't get his left leg on the top rope. And he's trying to figure out different forms of leverage, and Kiyomiya's holding him, and he can't. He spends about 50 seconds trying to figure out how to get both feet on the top rope because he can't lift his legs that high. Really? Then finally he gets up there and does a really nice-looking hurricane rod because it's whatever. But Kiyomiya's sitting there for a minute helping him. It's, it sucked. It just fucking sucked. You know, and I've, I've heard people say, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, and they went and rewatched it. And same thing, by the time they're done with it, they're like, man, this fucking sucked. So, just an awful, one of the worst performances I've ever seen a professional wrestler do. Jesus. That's a shame. If, if you're damn right, it's a shame. If I'm fucking... If I'm Kaiser or if I'm if I'm KG Muto, I'd be fucking ashamed of myself with the performance I gave up there. That was the most yeah, unprofessional do, fucking performance. What does he do with the next four matches? He's fucking laid there. Wrestles him in one of these matches or at Control Your Narrative in Minneapolis <laughs> in the winter. Which we're going. going to that. We're yeah. Oh, we're going. She's trying to get I'm going to get up. you so stunk that. What? <laughs> Should we try to get media for it? Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> we're getting media for that. Watch out. Whatever pub, it, pub it's at in the cities. I forgot which pub it was, but. <laughs> I hope they have the, the Uncle Cracker cover band going like that WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. No, they'll just have the real Uncle Cracker. <laughs> so what we learned on today's episode is we went to Forbidden Door and we had an enjoyable uh, wrestling show. Um, Vince McMahon did a lot for the, the business and the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, good, bad, and everything in between. Uh, but you know he's he's VKM. Uh, KG Muto's a dick. Fuck KG um, Muto. <laughs> the SummerSlam could be here nor there. Um, Dragon Gate is still probably the best hero company um, overall, uh, from top to bottom. That's not a Joshi company named Stardom, which apparently is now going to get in the IWGP. New Japan business, uh, as we broke uh, earlier on the show. I, uh, I I will say this too real quick. Um, getting my deep dive of watching March until I have yep. I have June. I have two shows left in June, but I'm watching March, April, and the big shows in May. Basically, I watched I watched every major show top to bottom, and then I watched every title match that happened okay. from March until June, where. Um, where I can be caught up for, you know, obviously for the, the Jury awards, still the but, uh, yes, yes, as of where I'm at. Okay. Like wow. I am Long on like the show I am on. I'll pull up real quick. I, I, so basically what I did was I pulled up cage match and I looked at every show and if there's a title match, I watched it. And if it was like something that was like a major show, I watched the whole thing. But as a completionist, you know, I, I want to see everything. <laughs> Um, yeah. I have left off on 
the where am I at? The last thing I watched was Flashing Champions, which was May twenty eighth. And I think I think the next one I have to watch is the um fight in the top of the Nagoya Summer Battle that has Natsupoy and Tam Nakano in a steel cage, and then also Queen's Quest versus Stars in a six-man tag team cage match. So that's where I've left off on here. Um, and then once I finish that, um, then I have the Kings of Midsummer show, which is getting a, a, a over four-star overall grade on, on cage match. And then I just have the Midsummer champions in Nagoya. Oh. So, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I've got caught up in, I mean, stardom, I mean, I, I feel like I'm biasly ranking them too high because of the ratings I give, but their shows are just so fucking good. I, I showed, I was watching some with Jordan one night, and he was like, holy shit, like, he was blown away. He's like, this Natsu Point chick is incredible. I'm like, yeah, she's not even, like, a star in there. It's like, I mean, she is, but, like, <laughs> like yeah, there's some good, they're just, they're good. They're so good. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to get back into some more starting with you at some point. Yeah. Intrigued by what you said with that. And I, and I will say, we didn't talk about Forbidden Door, but let me let me leave you with this thought, and you can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Um, obviously, when we go to live shows, I never really grade them, so they never get put in my, my awards most of the time. Yeah. Because I don't have anything written down, and I need to do a better job at that. But... I think there's a there's a more than decent argument that you could say that um, Forbidden Door might have been the greatest American wrestling show ever. Wow, better than MSG? Yes. It was a really really great show. <laughs> I mean, there was just <laughs> I mean, top to bottom, it was just like. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that was just my, like, rando thought I wanted to kind of Maybe. say. Oh, I wonder what you think about this, Maybe. but I, I, I think it might be oh, I, one I, of the I, greatest. I, I would not be against that, honestly. The Minus, you know, what happened with Adam Cole, that sucks, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, that turned that match into a different, you know, beast um, with that result. But, you know, I thought Okada covered it well, um, as well as Jay White. Um, I think still uh, Okada maybe should have took the pin, but whatever. Um, Got to draw heat, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was one of the best experiences to see everyone from all, especially New Japan in, in at the United Center, walk mm-hmm. in you see Michael Jordan like it was just destined for greatness. Um, it's a big what if type of show, obviously, you know, with with the injuries. But uh, you know, when they run it again, you know, we'll we'll be there and hopefully it'll be bigger and better. And you know, who knows what they're going to do with All Out? You know, some you know the rumors and everything could try to make that a big show. You know. Uh, Omega and the Bucks going for the trios titles and whatnot, so it'll be interesting. It will be interesting, is, but are, is there uh, whatever came of that uh, that sweet thing? Did he sell those tickets? Yeah, I think so. Okay, 
I wasn't sure if we were going to try to make another trip or not. Oh, I mean, we, I mean, the secondary market tickets are insane, but I told him to, if he ever gets two seats, let us know. We'll make the yeah. trek. That's perfect. Yeah, I just, I mean, I was, I was like, God, this is just everything. And, and you know, the, the talk of the town that whole weekend was, everyone's like, oh my God, the Street Profits Usos tag match was one of the greatest matches ever. And like, oh. I'm like, it wouldn't have even been like a top eight match on that Forbidden Door show. No. And guess what? I'll see it again. Isn't it weird that SummerSlam is A on a Saturday and then also uh, in July? What's that whole there? Remember they were going to run Allegiant Stadium and they weren't selling any fucking tickets for it. Yeah. And they, of course, they decided to do it in Vegas the day of a UFC show. So they couldn't even do T-Mobile. You know, so now they're doing the fucking MGM Grand, which is like a 9,000 yeah. for SummerSlam. Jeez. You know, you know what boxing uses the MGM Grand for? The fucking weigh-in for, like, Golovkin fights. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, I went to the Canelo, we went to the Canelo-Golovkin, the first one's weigh-in, and it was mm-hmm. in that building. And I'm like, this little-ass building is going to host fucking SummerSlam? It's going to look terrible. Them's be the breaks. <laughs> These are the breaks. Well, say good night, Ryan. Good night, Ryan. I guess we will uh, in forty-eight hours, right? Forty-eight hours. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be watching. Um, we'll be watching. We'll be, yeah, we'll be we'll be nearing the main event. And who knows? SummerSlam sucks balls. Maybe we just watch Kobe World Night One <laughs> doing this. Yeah, while I'm awake. And then I'll nap for SummerSlam, and then you can kick me and wake me up for Night Two. There you go. We'll there you go. Maybe that's maybe that's the plan. It doesn't even get watched. Uh, showcase uh, Pro Wrestling Summit before we get the hell out of here. Uh, as I mentioned tomorrow night, we have those uh, six uh, Royal Rose Festival matches. Also, also, we're going to have a junior championship elimination match, eliminator match to see who moves on to face L. Lindemann at Gold Rush. Um, and our main event yeah. is 2BD. We don't, we're, we don't have the main event in paper uh, as of yet. Uh, still still negotiating a couple things. But what I do know is nice. you won't see this man who's going to lead us out tonight, Alex. Hi, everyone. This is William Hung from American Idol. And you're listening to the WrestleCast Radio. <laughs> and here's a special song for you. For you. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy because she loves like it blow up, but she sing like it be. And every girl in history, you bang. You bang. You bang. Bye.